All right. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How 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 we doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, this this layout uh, works for everyone. Uh, can everyone see us? So, uh, so yeah, below us here we are. Uh, needless to say, uh, joined by Dan Koontz on the third window. And on the fourth window, uh, Christoph, who uh, they are the the dream team behind uh, what, you know, PS1 Digital, DC Digital. I mean, you guys have become incredibly prolific. (laughs) (laughs) Creating what I think is like probably the, the mods that I'm most excited for these days. I mean, you guys are you guys are definitely making kind of some some new gold standards for HDMI mods. That's that is for sure. Yeah. So Thank you. <laughs> it's 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 awesome <laughs> to have and just to kind of explain like, I mean, um, maybe Dan and Christoph, you could explain a little bit about your uh, your uh how, how you work together. I mean, you know, Dan is in the U S uh, Christoph is in Germany and my, my, correct me if I'm wrong, but my, my understanding is uh, Dan mostly handles the hardware side and Christoph mostly handles kind of the software side. Yes. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how did you guys meet and start working together? Um, it was back when, so Christoph, just posted up some files about the Dreamcast on a on a GitHub that I happened to find, and he did it off a, a WaveShare um, development board, and then so I kind of made some custom hardware to fit in the Dreamcast, and then it kind of just cycled from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that story was uh, I, I had some condensed version of that story was actually told in Analog Frontiers Part Two. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but yeah, so we we just got uh, both just got PS One digital and X Station systems in uh, this week. Uh, so I mean, you know, I put Spyro Two on the uh, on the thing just because I thought you know at some point in the stream we should settle settle into actually playing a game for real. But since we are messing around with uh, uh, new mods and new hardware that people might be interested in seeing certain things. Uh, you know, I've specifically just, action I bass. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people, you know, uh, th- this list of games uh, is, you know, I-, I won't say I exactly own all of the games on, on this list. I was thinking about being a good boy and putting a memory card only with the games that I have, but I didn't have time to put it together. Uh, the one thing to say about the X station right now is that it does not have, you know, because I've got these actually organized on the folder you know, my collection, you know, with American games, my collection with Japanese games, my collections with the games that I've got, like on the PlayStation three. Uh, and then, you know, I was going to have folders for everything else, but the way it is, is right now, it kind of just dumps every, it generates a list, which is kind of cool because it doesn't have to like scan it every single time. Like you refresh the list when you update your card, but then it just, it can just load this whole crazy long list like immediately uh but the downside right now is that there are no folders 
Um, but uh, I, I'm not sure if that's possibly. I don't know if you know anything about the the, the roadmap on the X station. This is not made by you guys. The X station is made by mm-hmm. uh, Rama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't uh, know too much of the details about that. I'm just, I, I know he's still actively working on it, so I would think that he'll have folder support at some point. Yeah. Yeah, but as it is right now, it's it works really, really nicely. Yeah. Um, uh, we did have a, uh, a a donation. Made a couple of donations. Uh, we had five dollars from For Love of the Game, saying the the PlayStation ha- PlayStation has the biggest unexplored and high quality library of all consoles. There are still hundreds of games that are completely unknown. Uh, so, what was the reason to make the PS One as your next after uh, following the DC Digital? Why did you go for PS One next? You would answer that, Christoph. <laughs> yeah, basically, we um, we needed um, PS1 support for PS2 digital. Right. And oh, okay. so we started with the PS1. So. Right. I remember. Dan. I remember Dan saying something to that effect because you were working on PS2, but then you're like, well, you know, the hardware could be basically the same between the two mods, but yes. PS2 requires more. Uh, a lot more work on the deinterlacing side of things. Yes, and exactly. that was really mm-hmm. difficult. So uh, my understanding is that's why PS1 came first because it would it would ultimately be less work. But uh, I, I don't know if this is still the plan, but what, uh, what Dan uh, had said at one point was, uh, you know, the hardware that is in PS1 digital, even though, um, motion adaptive DR lacing is not available right now. The hardware should be able to support whatever motion adaptive DR lacing is eventually integrated for the, the PS2 mod. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is the uh, plan. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us to our, our second donation saying uh, from Henry Clark, $2 from Henry Clark saying, will the PS2 uh, digital make 480i look better than uh, with the OSSC? And. Uh, I mean, based on what I've seen, the 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 deinterlaced, uh, the deinterlacing that I've seen so far is uh, is incredible looking. I mean, you yeah, know, that, I mean, I, the the OSSC doesn't even support weave deinterlacing right now, mm-hmm. um, so that's already going you know, a step above on the on the PS one side. But but yeah, it should be significantly better in terms of that. One of the big things is that it can go from 240p to 480i without dropping a signal. Yeah, I mean, which uh, is it, which is why I loaded up Silent Hill because you know, as you can see, this menu right here, this is a 480i menu. Uh, yeah, you can pull. You, you can just pull up the test screen, and it'll show the the input on the. Oh OSD. yeah, that's right. So um, there's that. If you so you bring up just so people know, you bring up the menu by holding. R2, L2, start, square, and X. And uh, it actually does tell you what resolution you're you're currently dealing with. And you can actually uh, interact with the game Cheryl? while Is that uh, Cheryl? while in the in the menu. Because you navigate with like R1, L1, which I think is a smart choice because that tends to interfere with the game in the background going? a little better than like hitting X <laughs> or something. Hey, wait, stop. Um, exactly. But, uh, like if I, so if I hit, uh, or no, I hit select, then you can see it changed to 320 by 480i, but there's, there's nothing. And right now I've got it 
I've got set on 960p output. I really like that because uh, your TV will then scale it to fit. So it's, it's a little bigger on your screen than 1080p is. But of course, like, you know, if you were really going for like pixel perfection, you know, 1080p would be sharper, but it'd be a little smaller. But I, I like the 960p, so that's that's what I'm what I'm working with uh, right now. Um, now I saw uh, anti-aliasing in the chat say something about um, asking about Bob D interlacing, and that was that was something that I, I, I've still been trying to figure out because there is a Bob mode in here, but I think you you can't use it at the same time as. Um, at the same time you're because see like so for example i've gotten here clock adjust i've got set for force 240p what that basically means mm -hmm. is as far as i understand it is um uh forcing for uh 240p video timings in other words the the system speed doesn't change or anything when you go between 240p and 480i i guess normally yeah, it, it would mm -hmm. is that correct Okay, it's it's fixing the video timings to 240p um, refresh rate, and then it's um, if you change to 480i, you're losing basically the sync between the start of the frame. Then it's uh, free floating. Right. So so, so there could be some variable lag, and you you'll see you'll see screen tearing, I think, in, in the opposite mode. So like in this particular mode, I might sometimes see screen tearing in 480i, is that right? Yes, but correctly. And if you're unlucky and change back to 240p in the wrong moment, then you can get a, a, a line of, uh, of tearing. But now then the, the, uh, the other version, which I'll, I'll switch to right now, mm -hmm. that's force 480i, which means you may see screen tearing in 240p but there might be some games for example that have like a 240p menu but 480i yeah. gameplay i think i think some fighting games might do that um i'm not sure if like tekken 3 well, like, or dead like or alive tekken 3 and dead or alive do they have 240p menus uh i mm, but see I don't you, know. you almost would like definitely if it was I, I have played games though that had 480i gameplay and 240p menus usually it's the other way around but in that case, you would probably not see screen tearing on 240p. But then, like, I believe this is one of the modes that you added most recently. If I go over to this VFR HDMI, that basically means that it changes on the fly. So, yes, mm -hmm. but some TVs may not like it. And in, and in my case, uh, my TV works just fine. But the, the there's a little bit of an audio drop between switching between them. So, I mean, so that's why I was going for the force 240 mm -hmm. mode uh, is, is kind of my primary mode. There's also this overclock mode, which I think, uh, I think makes both 480i and 240p operate at exactly 60 Hertz. Is that correct? Not, a, not a 60, but a, a 59.4. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. So, but that means that, uh, I actually haven't tried this mode a lot, so that's very mm -hmm. similar to what you're getting on like uh, the um, like the Super NT or the Mega SG or something, right? Where mm -hmm. the the clock speed has been adjusted uh, to be sort of yes. a, a standard a standard value. Mm -hmm. um, but then you so can, two mm, oh, 240p oh, runs a little bit quicker then. Right, right. So because mm -hmm. is it what uh, fifty nine point eight seven? Is that 
59, 8, 6, 8, 7, yes. Yeah. Uh, but then you can also turn it off, which basically behaves exactly like... Um, it, it behaves exactly like any... Uh, like Retro Tink or OSSC. Right, where if you if the resolution changes, your display is going to have to resync. So this gives you a, a few options. Uh, so I go back to 240p and, you know, that... You know, that way, again, you know, I can go into the menu without a drop. But what's interesting is when it says force 240p, that doesn't mean that the resolution is now 240p. It's still 480i resolution, but it's 240p timings. Yes. So that's how it's able okay. to hold the stable output. So yes. people don't need to think that uh, all of a sudden, like, the whole game is going to look 240p if, you, in, if you're in that mode. That's not the case, but it... It just means that you are prioritizing uh, 240p like uh, timing. So if it's a 240p mm -hmm. game, you know, use that. And that, I believe, should work on basically any TV without any drop, any audio drops. But that VFR or VRF or whatever it's called, that that one, it's hit and miss between certain TVs. It depends. Yes, um, exactly. But what I was saying, like the Bob, that, I don't think that's something I've actually seen in action on this yet. But the Bob is there, but I, <laughs> I, I forget how how it's activated. But you can't. You currently, as far as I understand, cannot use Bob at the same time as having the the no drop switching, right? Yes, exactly. So how, 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 if mm -hmm. I did want to see the Bob, how do I how do I turn that on? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, I think there's a bug because it should be selectable in uh, if clock adjust is off. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me go back to off because I went there and it, I think it still was. Oh, there it is. Okay, now it's bobbing. I do see on the. I, I don't know how okay. visible it'd be on the stream, but it is. It is bobbing now. I mean, I'm okay. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of split. Like on, I mean, it, it would really depend on the game. So I'm glad that is an option. Do you think it would be possible to have Bob be available during one of these other modes? Or is that not really technically possible? So I have some ideas for that. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe in the next or later firmware. Yeah, I mean, it, it really it really just depends on the game. Because like in this, for example, like it looks great with the Weave uh, deinterlacing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's also one of those things, if, if motion adaptive is working, will anybody even use Bob? Ex exactly, yeah. exactly. Once that's you know, working... The only thing I like Bob, the main thing I like about Bob, the interlacing, is that in videos, it's a really good visual representation of what uh, interlaced content looks like mm -hmm. on a CRT. Mm -hmm. But, like, if I were to... Um... Let's. Uh, and, and by the way, one 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 kind of cool thing. I, I'm I'm not sure uh, uh, exactly uh, what you all had to do if you had to talk to Rama or anything. But one neat thing is if you got uh, PS1 Digital and X Station in the same PlayStation, and you go to the 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 reset option through the PS1 Digital menu, <laughs> right here you can reset to the X Station loader without without getting off your couch. I mean, you can do the same thing. The uh, the DC Digital has the same option for uh, the GDMU mm. and the mode. Mm -hmm. It's just a really cool way to have them work uh, together, I think. Yeah, there are uh, some cool features coming up uh, with uh, in in uh, working together with the 
with the X, X station. Oh, cool. Is there, yeah. I mean, is, is there anything that will allow for like a, like a lid pop to change discs? Yes, this is already there. This is oh. uh, working. Okay. Uh, but you have to set, you have to modify your console a bit for this. Okay. And then you uh, can uh, enable a mode where it can do the lid change. Gotcha. And and we um, also, um, we, I can read, uh, I hope soon I can read the game IDs. And so we can uh, save settings per game. Oh, yes. that'd be super cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I love how sharp, though, with the weave, the interlacing, how sharp, like, the PlayStation boot-up looks. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's almost like booting yeah, up it's, a Dreamcast, you know? Yeah, it's perfect for static content. It's The weave, the interlacing is way better. But I, I just wanted uh, to boot up a 480i game here so I could I could <laughs> show people. Um, yeah, how go much ahead, more Colin. powerful? How much more powerful is the hardware compared to between the PS1 Digital and DC Digital? They're about the same. They use the same FPGA. Okay. Um, one's in the VGA package, but the but the PS1 has um, SD RAM, so it can mm -hmm. store frames on that. Where the DC Digital can't. I see. <clears throat> and there there is also more clock control on the PS1 Digital as well. Mm -hmm. Is that anything that you feel like in the future you might? consider swimming swinging back around to to upgrading or is it you don't think it wouldn't even have anything to do like, uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have any benefit i mean we've talked about it uh oops it, it may be and it may be beneficial for those few 480i dreamcast games but also i mean you might get some people that are annoyed about it you know like oh i thought this was because it's already so good you know it is it has to be like a major upgrade, I guess, not with a new version. Yeah, and I guess it's, I mean, I, I, I guess if we came out with a new one, I, I don't think that people should necessarily be upset for innovating, I guess, you know, or people upset that the PS5 came out versus the PS4. It's true. I guess it's totally different, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, our plan was it wouldn't be to necessarily, like, make a bunch and then be like, we're going to screw them all over and make another one, Yeah. you know? And you probably well, I, can, feel uh, like finishing one thing and then, you know, you move on to the next thing instead of going back and making tweaks to the older one. You kind of want to, you know, just handle one thing at a time. Yeah. So so I don't know if um, people could see, but, you know, I was riding around the arena and, you you know, weave in a, in a fast-paced action game like this, weave is not really the choice you should you you would want to be making for for a game like this so you would want bob on for this game uh so you know unless there can be you know at some point in the future an option for um uh an option for having bob on during those forced modes uh the seamless modes uh right now really your your only option is to go into the off mm -hmm. mode which is going to have the drop between uh, menus and all, but you can see here uh, now it's now it's bobbing. So um, so now the the image, it, you know, it's especially like the 3D graphics, like look nice and uh, look nice and uh, clear. I feel like when when things are in motion, like the bobbing doesn't really bother bother me. And like honestly, my eyes get really used to it. Like when I'm looking at like the the life bars at the top. 
I mean, it just feels like we're going to interlace things in the series. Yeah, so I, I, it's never been something that bothers me. So that that is, you know, for, for me personally, a feature that if, if y'all can pull it off, I would I would definitely love that. But like you said, once once uh, motion adaptive is uh, integrated, well, he wouldn't even care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, technically, that would probably have more lag. So I guess people might want Bob in that case. But I, I would I would guess most people will go like 240p as is, 480i uh, as motion adaptive. So. Yeah, and I honestly don't know of any game that has a 240p menu and 40i gameplay. I mean, so, I, I thought yeah. there were games. I might be thinking of N64, though. I want to say there are some N64, the, the N64 games. N64 can only handle uh, menus smoothly. <laughs> I mean, no, I actually uh, Really quick, uh, GameStack is saying you might want to lower the audio from the PS1 just a little bit. Oh, really? Maybe this game's just super loud. There's also a, a donation, $5 Canadian from Dan. Uh, thank you. Saying, do you guys think that there will ever be an X station for the PS2? Free McBoot is great, but uh, no hardware PSX support through it is a real bummer. Uh, I agree. I, that would be. I, I I would prefer a more like designed solution. Yeah, it would be cool just to have an SD card and just put game and not have to mess with all of the stuff. You know, whether copying to the hard drive or. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I feel though because like all the the hard drive stuff is so fleshed out at this point that there's probably less interest and excitement. I mean, I don't. I my experience in the past has been that like c compatibility can be a little iffy, so that's why I would kind of be more interested in a more design. But you can usually handle that by changing like the different modes. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a point though where the average person doesn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like absolutely. I, as a, as a kid, I would mess around with that for hours and hours. Now I'd prefer just to, I'd prefer just to like you know like an EverDrive, just plug it in and turn it on. Yeah. And maybe once Crix makes every console possible, he'll move to <laughs> disk drives. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but see, I you know when you you are right though. This game doesn't. Uh, even though some of these assets in this like character select kind of look like they may have been designed for uh for uh for adi i'm not sure or for 240p <laughs> i mean but like there's no drops in this game when you have the bob on because it's not having to go uh not having to go back and forth so i'm i'm resetting uh to so the what is the what is, what is the whole reset memory alignment about in the menu Okay, this this is for the rare cases where you switch in force mode between the two modes and end up with a static line. Oh, okay. On the uh, screen, and you can just reset, and it realigns the images. Nice, nice. So it's just really easy to access. Yeah. Then, instead of having to switch modes and switch back to it. Yes, and hope that you hit the timing <laughs> to, <laughs> for the line to disappear. So, yeah, or you can just hit it again then at that point. Um, is there is there any uh, anything any of you guys or anyone in the chat suggests is like a an, an interesting scenario to uh, take a look at? Yeah, is there any games that gave you a hard time getting to work? I mean, you have to like sometimes make tweaks on individual game basis. 
if they're not mm. if they're not working no not really <laughs> um you have you have a lot of uh graphic modes but once mm. you have all covered then it's it's there and uh and i haven't found a game which uses non-standard timings they all have the same timings basically so i'm i'm personally pretty like i'm very happy that that this came out instead of just going straight to ps2 like i'm happy that this yeah. one because i i am realizing just like how much i love the ps1 in these last couple of years i mean i even growing up i never thought i would be like very nostalgic about it but it is it is like definitely top three system probably for me at this point yeah i played it quite a bit growing up and i also yeah. do want to point out the BIOS screen on on these 5500x series consoles are it looks like the ps1 digital is doing it wrong but it's sony that did it wrong really so if you look at the zero on the you can see that it, it just doesn't look correct wait what what are we talking about uh, re restart the console and you'll notice that the that the bio screen looks not right on the on the O's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the artwork. Yeah. I thought about mm -hmm. that at first. I thought, oh, was a is there a scan line that's not like where it should be? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, you see stuff like that. Um I'm trying to think if there's an example actually on PlayStation One, but I've seen that on like um I've definitely seen it on like uh, maybe on Dreamcast, GameCube, PS2, where like when you, if you were to look at it on a CRT, you probably wouldn't notice, especially if you were using like mm -hmm. composite video, but like the artwork is just badly scaled. Well, yeah. it also just like, just like the clarity of the HDMI brings out certain aspects that you would never even see anyway else. Uh, I mean, the th one I always think of is first time I tried the, uh, the DC digital. You can see uh, on the boot up screen. You can see like dithering, mm -hmm. got, like like a big blob of dithering. It's almost like they had a like a like a white image and they cut out a big transparency in the middle. I mm -hmm. actually think that's also BIOS because I've seen some. I sh I should tr should have tracked these, but I've seen some where it's not as pronounced. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. And and I've seen some people say they blame that they say that the Dreamcast is bad and those ones shouldn't be used. But I think it's just a, a different BIOS version. I say, huh? I I had no idea. I mean, I and remember I, the first time I saw it, I was like, I ne it would never have been been able to notice that. By the I, way, I one uh, one uh, interesting thing um, as uh, as I as I start the game here. Um, Dan had asked me to go to uh, when when I was just testing some stuff out. You said go to the test and info page, and um, oh, it it, I, it when I hit the R button, it it skipped. Uh, it skipped the FMV. But there's like on this screen when you're playing an FMV, there's all of these signals and like hearts under them. Like what what's the deal with that, and why does that only appear during FMVs? It only appears in 24-bit uh, RGB mode. Oh, okay. Because only then you're able to see all the signals, all the 24 color signals. I see, I see. So that is basically yeah, just wanted... confirming that every single bit of color is getting through. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I'm also checking if, the, if it has both states and if it has different states than the 
uh, pins nearby, so you can be sure there are no bridges and stuff. I should have brought down one of my memory cards that actually has a Chrono Cross save. Although I don't, I don't know what happened to the saves from when I like beat this game several times back in the day. I don't know why I don't have any. Maybe I overwrote them with my new game pluses. I, I don't know. But anyway, you know, everyone, everyone knows knows the whole Chrono Cross thing, and yeah. uh, you know, boom, here we are. There's like in this game, you see, um, I, you don't see it in like Silent Hill for some reason, but like in here, like when you. Um, when you switch back and forth, you see just like a tiny, like one frame shift to the side. I mean that I, I'm, I'm assuming that's like behavior just specific to the game. Yeah. Like Dino crisis is, is an immediate switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Chrono cross is pretty slow. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is, this is one of the most famous examples, even though it's a very divisive game. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, everyone calls it the Chrono cross problem. Yeah, or I, I don't know. Like, I started calling it that. I don't know if it, I, 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 did, did, did we cause that? I don't know. <laughs> but see, here's a good example of where the weave dinner lacing is just doing a fantastic job. Uh, you know, you've got this spinning character here, but he's not really moving significantly. So, like, if you look at, like, maybe the very edges of his blade mm-hmm. as it turns like you can see a little bit of combing but like if i i would be completely happy playing chrono cross this way because you know i just i just don't care that much about how the you know the the the, the little itty bitty idiosyncrasies of how the menu may look i i just want it to work uh, and, uh, it is looking good with, with kid here. It's a little more noticeable because of the way that she, her animation bounces. You see a little more combing on her legs and on her dagger. Um, but still like this is, this is, this is great for menu use. I think like this is mm-hmm. totally a step above anything that you could do before. Uh, you know, the closest thing was really playing them emulated on a on a ps3 uh but this is sharper you know looks better you know should have less lag in theory as far as i know uh but i mean but yeah i mean you know there there you have it this is this is this is chrono cross giving you no no problems at all (laughs) the thing i thought was so funny is that with like getting the system with the X station in it is how it's completely silent now after, you know, it's, it's always been such a loud system. The, the disc driving is, is always so loud. And I, I had a similar situation when I first got an ODE equipped Saturn where it's like, Oh my gosh, it's like, it's like an, like an old, like a pre CD ROM console where it doesn't make any sounds. I mean, the new systems are almost that way because their fans are so gigantic that, they make hardly any sound at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the OSSC drops signals. It drops signal when it uh, switches resolutions. Yeah, OSSC cannot do this. Uh, cannot do this game uh, very well at all. I mean, in Chrono Cross, I mean, the reality of it is, you know, th- there's a possibility a monster might chase you and initiate a battle, you know, when you didn't want it to or something. Um, now this menu is not, this, this is a, the, the after battle menu, these are 240 P. 
Um, but, uh, you know, in, in all likelihood, I mean, this is not an action game. It's not going to get you killed. Silent Hill, Dino Crisis, those games will get, it will get you killed. <laughs> uh, Dr. Payne Christian in the, in the chat is asking, when can we expect the second pa- uh, batch of PS1 Digitals? Was this, this was only your first batch? I thought you had already done a couple. So, no, we've just done one batch. Um, and then the second batch will hopefully be here next week. Uh, okay. So, I, that, that's got to be, you just like have no idea, especially with the way things are. Well, things I are usually right do, but sometimes there's part delays and they'll mm-hmm. just have to hold for parts to come in. Uh, so it just, I don't want to say it's a crapshoot, but it's usually around 45 days turnaround time. Mm-hmm. So, and this one's been a little bit longer. I think we're almost at like 50, 55 days now. Oh, wow. So. So now, I don't I don't know if it'll if it'll happen here, but like I've forced 480i timings, and there I just saw one. There was mm-hmm. a slight screen tear. So, you know, yep. again, if you're playing a a game that is primarily 240p and your TV doesn't like the the variable uh, mode, um, mm-hmm. but see, right now, you know. Still, it's not having a drop, but there there can be screen tearing uh, on this mode. But if I go back, um, advanced scalar settings, uh, you know, either force 240p or uh, any any of these modes, uh, there should be no drop between them. It's just a it's just a matter of how, how your TV handles each one and. Uh, what your priority is here. I, I should really try this overclock mode uh, a little a little more uh, than I have uh, because, so in theory, the game, you know, you, you couldn't be a speedrunner doing this, but in theory, the game is running like, like 0.17% faster or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like two-tenths of a percent <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and, that, and that doesn't, as far as you know, ever affect like, it doesn't throw off the X station or it doesn't throw off Ryan a disc. I mean, I obviously in this particular console, the, the disc drive is removed. So it's, it's a non-issue, but like that doesn't impact. Like it doesn't throw off like the read times or anything. Like what about like during an FMV where the FMV, you know, wouldn't it be, wouldn't the, like, especially if you're using a laser system, wouldn't it, would there not be no issue there with the speed difference? Yeah. I asked, that myself but i couldn't find any issues with that i mean it's so and, interesting um, i mean it's and the gp gpu is uh, has its own clock so it's uh it's not like anything other in the system is uh, altered by the yeah the, the x station has its own separate clock mm-hmm. yeah. uh, there was a uh a five dollar donation from Aaron Welch, who says, uh, "Should PS One games on a PS Two with PS Two digital installed look the same as a PS One with PS One digital installed?" I mean, of course, that's probably getting far ahead of of everything right now, but I'm sure that there is a lot of stuff that you learn during this time that it, like that will make development for the the PS Two digital a lot easier. But I mean, should that they, in theory they, be the, the they case? they should be they should be the same? Mm-hmm. I I think that you would might run into issues with i know that some of the old some of the certain ps2 models didn't necessarily play back ps1 games perfectly mm-hmm. i i know that list is pretty small yeah um, but i think there were some weird graphical glitches yeah. or i mean right. there's not that many that 
I personally have observed. I mean, the, the, the one that's easiest for me to always show is that uh, the way that the moon works in this one particular area in symphony of the night, um, like, like it's, it's got like a, some like sort of, it's got this like dithering overlay and it does this kind of cool, like uh, bloom lighting effect as it goes behind, like the, the castle walls and stuff. Uh, and it, it just behaves a little strangely on, um, on uh, PS, uh, uh, PS2, but, you know, but yeah, right. But basically a game that is operating identically on PS1 and a PS2, the, the functionality is expected to be the same. But if, by the time that PS2 digital launches, um, you should have that motion adaptive deinterlacing right. integrated uh, and that will work across this mod and the future mod. So there's no, there's no, you don't need to worry if you're getting the PS one digital. Now motion adaptive will still work on it when, when the firmware supports it. Right. And PS two digital isn't going to be your next one. Anyways, you've already teased on social media. You've shown some Xbox stuff. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. How far off do you think that that is? at this point we've actually got a lot we've got a lot of stuff in the works right now so <laughs> it's hard to give etas yeah um, but it's definitely it's real and it's not i mean it'll get done eventually <laughs> one of the the interesting things that uh, i guess in the roadmap for the ps1 digital is the use of of, of wi-fi for like serial for like since the serial port is being like essentially removed that you can do like a system link via Wi-Fi in the future. Is that mm -hmm. is that basically what the goal is? Yes. That would be that's gonna be that'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so much more convenient, especially since I don't even know how easy it is to get those those cables. But I mean, that you were thinking about doing something very similar with the the Xbox, where you're gonna do like the network over over Wi-Fi. Yes, exactly. And, and like I said, there was going to be an option to keep a, a land jack as well, so you could choose which one you wanted. Mm. So you so you could use a land jack if you think it's going to be faster to transfer your bulk of games over to the hard drive, right? And then use you know the ESP for the the Wi-Fi for like uh, multiplayer. Uh, okay. Because those older systems didn't use much bandwidth for multiplayer right. games. I just wanted I mean, to pick this up because, you know, pixel game. Yeah, it's just a good looking. Um, you know, you can really, you know, th there's a lot of dithering used on the floor uh, <laughs> and in the sky in this this level. So it's it's kind of good for, for eyeballing pixels. Um, <laughs> the, the HQX uh, stage two actually does a pretty good job at removing the dithering. Um, and it doesn't blur it as much as you would think. Yeah, you know, I was, um, uh, let's see, where, where is that? Uh, advanced settings? Yeah. Can you use, okay, you can use HQX when you're in the, the no drop mode. Uh, or wait, no, you can't. Or can you? So that's just like, it's just a filter that softens like some of the dithering. Do, do, do I have to have the, uh, to, to, to use that, I have to have, have this set to off, don't I? Maybe. Yes, I guess. Yeah. And now like this game yeah. 
this game may not be the most ideal game to use on, but you know, I mean, I'm usually not a fan of these kind of settings, but I, when I first turned it on, I can't remember what I had booted up, but I think it was like some RPG. It was an RPG. I can't remember what it was, but it had, you know, kind of a more like artistic sort of script for the font. And it really kind of actually made that look a lot like smoother and curvier. So, I mean, I could mm -hmm. see like kind of a game by game basis, you know, uh, maybe, maybe there, uh, maybe there are some, some, uh, some use cases, uh, for that, uh, for that filter. But one reason I wanted to, wanted to bring up this game was, uh, like if you go into the scalar settings, uh, you know, you can see like what resolution you're on, but you can also set like per resolution settings. If for any reason you wanted like to really maximize like what you're doing. And I think like th there might be some, I don't, would there be some different settings here possibly if I wasn't, if I was in 1080p mode instead of 960p mode? Uh, yes, I, I guess. I don't remember. I, I love how you can just do one X if you want though. <laughs> so like if you, if you're like a real like stickler <laughs> for square pixels or whatever, like it's not going to work in every game. But like one thing that I did notice is uh, I mean, it kind of depends on the situation. Like, okay, this is 240 or 320 by 240. So like 4X, 4X, like that's, that's actually what I would get in this game if I have auto, I believe. Yes. Uh, because yes. it's, uh, I mean, you know, it, it's actually technically a little wider than I would usually see it on a CRT. But like, if you crunch the numbers, I mean, uh, 320 by 240 is 43. Mm -hmm. So you know that is true 43, even though you know we are getting square pixels in this case. But um, if I, um, I mean, let's let's go ahead and uh, reset uh, back to the X station because this, uh, you know, and let, let's go ahead and start playing Spyro 2, like I said I would, uh, because that is a a, a higher resolution game on the horizontal axis it's a it's a, was it 512 mm -hmm. and uh, I, I dan was saying the other day there's like what, what how many did you say there's like 10 resolutions the system can output or something like that uh yeah i think it's i think it's close to that half being pal resolutions though uh okay yeah it's basically five horizontal and then uh 240 and for for ADI and then the same in PAL. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting, like, sort of the differences between how, like, the 512 mode is used on the PlayStation uh, versus uh, how it's used on, like, the Super Nintendo, because it's kind of, I, I think it's used kind of differently on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. Like, uh, it, it's often used, like, you know, I'm not really sure if this is how it works, but it almost seems to me in some cases they might use it on like a per scan line basis. Like, I don't think the whole screen has to be 512 mode. I don't know if I, I don't know how, if y'all know that much about Super Nintendo, but like there's, I know that I don't know if Joe from GameStack is still watching, but he, uh, I believe he said that he has this Super Nintendo that like every time a text box pops up in Chrono Trigger, like the, the signal drops on like certain TVs or something. Uh, I think because you don't really see it in the American version because the text is kind of chunky, but like in the Japanese versions of like a lot of RPGs and stuff, they, uh, 
they use this high resolution text because the Japanese uh, text is a lot more readable at you know a higher horizontal uh, resolution. Uh, but this game, um, you know, if I bring up this menu, uh, you can see that this game is in fact uh, five twelve pixels wide. So. Mm -hmm. I, I think maybe the purpose of that was to uh, maybe make the dithering a little more high frequency so that it was maybe less noticeable. We should go on vacation. Somewhere warm. Somewhere sunny. Um, like obviously here, you know, in, in this kind of environment, you can, you can see the dithering, you know, on a, on a digital yeah. output and, and for me, I, I am a-okay looking at dithering. Some people can't stand it. So for those for those people, you know, maybe this ain't for you. Although you can, I guess, turn on the um, the HQX, and I guess that would like, especially in in a in a game like this that uses um, much more high high frequency. I guess I would call it dithering. Uh, you're probably right. It probably would hide that, and maybe I should turn that on. Uh, once the game actually properly starts here. Uh, yeah, but uh, currently it's not available in 5.12. Oh, okay. Well, then I won't, I won't <laughs> turn that only, on. <laughs> it's only available in 3.20 and 6.40. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that, but you know, that, that doesn't bother me. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. people, people who absolutely hate dithering are probably not even considering buying this mod. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, uh, I just like to, I just like to see it all. Just show show it to me all. You know, I'm I'm okay looking at it. <laughs> uh, there's there's a couple of donations I missed. I want to I want to hit. Okay. Uh, there's a, a donation from Jonathan Hinson with two dollars. Thank you. It says uh, I'm thankful for cool nerds like you guys. Thank you. Uh, there's also five dollars from uh, Whiskey Vengeance saying a, a question for Dan and Kristoff. Uh, I know you guys have a lot of projects already in the works, but do you think you might do an N64 digital mod at some point? I mean, nothing's off the table. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I don't want to say there's so many consoles, but there's quite a few out there that yeah, are still, you know. Still without yeah. HDMI. I mean, there's definitely yeah. ones that you've told us in the past before, you know, would be likely extremely difficult like genesis or saturn yeah because of like the, the 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 way the vdp is set up like you would probably have to come up with a fpga replacement for one of the vdps wouldn't you yes exactly yeah. and that'd be probably more trouble than it is ultimately worth at that point. Uh -oh, yeah, it? I mean, I mean, at that point, almost just getting a Mega SG is the way to go for Genesis if you're wanting that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if this is something to report back to Rama. The, uh, the, the cutscene audio stopped at some point in that cutscene. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that he probably has to make changes on a per, especially for the X station, probably has to make per game changes. Yeah, I know there. I know there's some um, weird timing requirements on the data coming in. Yeah. Uh, and he told me he had me test one game, and it was oh, some Disney jungle singing game, and he said it was the most timing critical game <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the of the PlayStation. 
<laughs> I think it was like Jungle Book something, like Jungle Book Sing Along. <laughs> something that like nobody nobody plays. <laughs> uh there there's five dollars from Mitch B saying, Love the PS1 digital waiting on the second batch. Uh, what are your thoughts on Stadia? I got my free controller in the mail today. Feature or gimmick? Well, speaking of uh, which, yeah, I mean, I got I got my free controller in the mail on Friday, and uh, I haven't opened it. I mean, I don't know. I I kind of think it's going to be the future, whether people want it or not. But I, you know, you yeah, I, it... I just don't, I don't think it's going to be. Maybe the the model will be the future eventually, but I don't think it's going to be Stadia. It's, oh it's yeah, not Sadie, but I mean the the cloud gaming. Yeah, I mean I I hope not. I mean I don't. I I mean Just, th- th- it, there will always be benefits to local hardware. I think. I mean it's hard to imagine that there wouldn't be. Eventually, probably like we're too old to care. I still see it as the whole digital versus physical media. To me, physical media is a lot better, but everybody's willing to spend a hundred dollars less for a cheaper console. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you think about like. I, I look at like, you know, the, the digital deluxe version of, you know, all of these AAA games that are coming out and they're like, they're like $120 for like, for like, you don't even get something to put on your shelf and it's a hundred. Like I cannot I can like, unless it was some sort of like productivity software, like I cannot imagine spending $120 on a, like, would I spend $120 on, you know, a Mega Drive game like Monster World 4? Yes. But I, I, I could not spend that on, like, I, like, I'll buy digital games if there's no other way to play it. But, like, I, I'm not spending I mean, $120 on a digital but, game. But people like us are not the market. They're not who they're aiming for. I know. Yeah, I there's probably people out there that are that think we're crazy that we're willing to get up and put a physical game in a and console. And they're probably like, "Why do you have like? How do you have space for all that?" <laughs> I mean, but it's it's true. I mean, it's not like. I mean, eventually, you know, unless you have like a gigantic house, you're gonna run out of, out of space for all. But, of it. but but you know what? I mean, we. That that that's that's why we are modding our PlayStations for HDMI and ODEs, <laughs> so that once everything is Stadia streaming, we uh, you know we we've we've still got something to to to, to waste our time with <laughs> when we're unwilling uh, to to go to go streaming. Uh, so there's uh, there's five dollars from uh, Warren Hokey saying if PS1 digital is a ten of, ten out of ten quality, what would PS1 emulation on a stock PS3 rate? Uh, well, it's unevenly scaled, so you'd get like the the shimmering on the PS1. But PS1 on the PS3 looks really good. I mean, it is relatively soft, but especially considering when the system came out, like I still think it holds up. Like I mean, it's I would say it's like it's I would say like when when a game has smooth scaling on a PS3, um, like I don't mean like turn on smooth and the option, like there's, you know, there's, there's the uneven sharp scaling that happens in some disc games. And I have no idea why I don't know if anyone knows what determines that and what doesn't. Um, but if you've got one of the normal ones or the download, like I would say this, like comparable to like, maybe to like, 
retro tink sharpness maybe like it's still like relatively like pixely looking um but yeah like certain disc games like uh sweet coden um uh valkyrie profile uh several games if you pop in the disc versus the download for whatever reason certain games not most but certain games are a sharp uneven non-integer scale um but like this, for example, on, on Spyro here, you know, this is this 512 wide game, uh, you know, and it is it is appropriately interpolated. You know, if you get your nose right up to the screen, uh, 512 is appropriately uh, interpolated. So, you don't, you know, I, you wouldn't likely see Shimmer in a 3D game like this anyway. I, I don't know if any 2D games use um, 512 mode. Um, See that I, again? I don't. I don't. I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know if any two D games use five twelve mode. Probably could oh, find out. But yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. know off the top of my head. Actually, before we get off the PS three, do you know if the if the launch models handle PS one better since it has the separate motion engine chip, or is it the same? Uh, Star. My understanding is that it was that it. I, you know, I don't know that I, I don't have any like hard facts to back this up, but I've, I've heard from people who seem to be smart that it was always emulation. Um, uh, but, uh, what's interesting is that PS, uh, I mean, obviously PS2 games are handled better, like from a technical perspective, uh, on the, on the launch models, uh, you know, there, there are issues like, you know, one, one really weird issue, like just, it's such a specific thing, uh, that I personally ran into, um, is in legacy of Kane, uh, soul reaver two, uh, on a, uh, on a not launch PS two. Um, there, there's like, like a good ways into the game. There's just like a box that you need for a puzzle and the box does not spawn, which is like such a weird and specific thing. It's not like graphics falling apart or something. There's just like an object you need for the gameplay that does not spawn. So weird. But beyond that, the, the launch models and the later models that don't have like the full, uh, emotion engine. Um, or I think they, I forget what it is. Yeah, they, I think they both have the graphics synthesizer, but only one has the emotion engine. Is that how it goes? Um, yeah, I think there yeah. was two two levels. Or, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but uh, they they do look different too, like over HDMI. That's so weird because you would think that the scaling functionality of of the systems would be the same, but they but they aren't. Um, one one thing that uh, that that does uh, that is interesting to me about the PS2 backwards compatibility, and I I do think it is like possibly like the best visual representation of PS2 games on HDTV. It is really good, but it does use the interlacing. You know, it doesn't like force 480p or anything like that because I guess um, you know some of those games are field rendered. They only have they literally only have one field at a time. So you can't force 480 in a lot of games. Um, but, and you can actually see deinterlacing, motion adaptive deinterlacing errors in certain circumstances on uh, 
the PS3. One, one example I really like is um, Contra Shattered Soldier because it does the very classic um, 60 hertz flicker when your character dies and then respawns. You know, I don't know if a lot of games on the PS2 really do that, but Contra Shattered Soldier uh, does do that. Uh, so you can see dinner de-interlacing errors like on, on the Frame Meister. You can see it on your regular TV. You can see it on the PS3. Um, but what's interesting is Contra Shattered Soldier also has, you know, when they later on introduced like select download games that were pure emulation uh, on the PS3. Shattered Soldier is one of those games and it doesn't do that. And I'm pretty sure that's a field rendered game. So it's interesting to me that they were able to somehow force presumably force 480p i guess because i don't know how else i don't know how you could get around that 60 hertz flicker in a uh in a interlaced output without having de-interlacing errors i don't even know if it's possible i don't know all right so uh, so people were saying that my voice is really low. I, I upped my microphone volume. Let me know if it's too loud or if it sounds okay now. Yeah, we we had a lot of trouble with Corey's microphone before. I don't the know stream. why it changed, but uh, there was a uh, there was twenty four ninety nine uh, super chat wow. from uh, our good friend Paul Sutton. Thank oh, you. Oh, oh, Paul Sutton <laughs> uh, has a very a very similar uh, you know feeling on this generation that as I do, um, which would make sense. I mean, we're him and I are, are close to the same age. Said I, I spent the uh, 32-bit generation hating 3D, but this stuff looks so good to me now. I like seeing <laughs> like the artistic, artistic choices and how the color, geometry, and textures, or lack thereof, work together to paint such a charming picture. See, it's true. I, I see, mean, I, I was I was on board with 3D. Like I was not until I saw Mario 64, and then I was like, I mean, you know, I didn't like start hating 2D games or anything, but I was I was very much on board with 3D from the beginning. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons that you, uh, you know, Mario 64, like, didn't become a big thing for you like it did for me. But yeah, I mean, this, I mean, what's interesting, I mean, you know, both, you know, even even from the first Spyro game, you know, that, that was a game with DualShock support. So, I mean, these are these are games made well into the PS one's life. So, I mean, they, they, I mean, yeah, this visually, the Spyro games just hold up so well, especially with that, mm -hmm. that high res horizontal, uh, you know, I, I do think kind of adds a lot, uh, a lot to the look of the game as well. Uh, there was also a 499, uh, super chat from, uh, Stu Blazinski. Saying uh, Dan Christoph, Dan and Christoph, thanks for dedicating your engineering skills on gaming. On gaming, I have the PS One and DC Digital, and I love them. Uh, Vagrant Story is great with Stage Two filter. Oh, I, I could see that. That's a, I could lot, see lot that. A lot of dithering going on in Vagrant Story. Yeah, I could. It's, I like, could it's, like, see it's such that. a dirty looking game. Mm -hmm. So it would probably work really well on that. Uh, I mean, is there? Uh, Dan and Chris, Christoph, is there any games that you specifically like? What were the, some of the first games that you tested out with us? Probably Need for Speed Two was probably my very first game. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you're a big, you're a big Need for Speed fan. I, I just grew up with that, and then mm -hmm. you know, Resident Evil. Those were the two big games I played on the PS One. Mm -hmm. One thing I really like about um, a lot of PS One games 
is um and I, I believe resident evil is one of them i think i, I think a lot of uh pre-rendered background games in fact might actually do this um uh they use the full 240 vertical height like it 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 will fill the screen from top to bottom you know especially like on this if you use 960p i haven't actually tried resident evil but i'm i'm pretty sure uh i've seen that in like ossc recordings and stuff where there are no black bars and in, in a lot of those games and that was that's really pretty uncommon uh in the 240p era I, i'm not sure maybe it's relatively common on saturn i'm not sure like n64 usually has pretty thick bars and of course you know, Super Nintendo is all always has bars. It's you know, it, it's always like 240, uh, 224 high. Yeah, but can you? I don't know if you can compare PS One to the to those sixteen bit consoles though. You know. Yeah. Two forty P wise. Right, but it, it is interesting to me that you know, I mean, that information, you know, the top to bottom information, oftentimes was was probably missing on a CRT. Uh, but it is, I, I feel like a retroactive benefit when you're playing it on your HDTV with OSSC or with like the PS1 digital. Uh, it it does fill it from top to bottom. This game does not. Uh, but there are PS1 games that do do that. I think there's somebody earlier said, is it true that the uh, PS1 digital doubles as a mod chip? Oh yes, you, know, you can. <laughs> like it has to do yes. certain things so that it can. Yeah, you have to hook up um, four wires, and mm -hmm. then um, you can um, you can use it as a PSNE mod chip. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So you only if if you're if you if you're using disc based games, you yeah you can just make it region free by simply installing PS One digital. Correct. Huh. Yes. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, there's there's also five dollars uh, through super chat from Container Seven with with no message. Thank you. And uh, uh, for the love of the game, donated five dollars to super chat as well, uh, saying sorry to ruin the PS One party, but Vandal Hearts on Saturn just got translated. Oh, to go back to the original question about the first games booted up, I imagine Kristoff's was the 240p test suite. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, probably his favorite game or, or yes, most hated game, game now at this bit, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I've been spending a little bit of time with the uh, with the NES version today to uh, test out the the NT Mini Noir. I don't think I realized there was a. Uh, I don't think I knew there was a PS One Two Forty P test suite. Yeah, it's a part. It's not uh, not an official release, oh, okay. so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah Christoph oh. had to make some updates to it too to to get what we needed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I didn't see. I didn't even know there was a PS One version of it. Yes, it's a. As I said, it's a part of um, of the. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you meant the someone. Well, the NES one is also also a port, like uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you know. But I mean, uh, I, I know Artemio is is fully fully supportive of of, of the NES one. Mm, sure. I, I I don't know I don't know any I I since I don't know anything about the the PS one one I'm not sure who made it, but uh, yeah, it's on GitHub. It's um, I. 
it's pretty good because uh, and I changed it so I can it, I can uh, generate all resolutions mm -hmm. in all modes. Oh. So it's pretty good for testing. Yeah, I I definitely would like to uh, put it on my uh, my X station memory card. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. I have to do some tweaks and then I will release it nice. <laughs> on GitHub. So. <laughs> By the, I mean, by the I way, that that kind of makes me kind of makes me think. Uh, I can can you? I mean, I, I presently I have no reason to do this, but can you can you output um, uh, uh, analog uh, while using HDMI out? That's <laughs> on the with the PS One digital. Yeah. That's like that's like my favorite thing about uh, the DC digital and the PS1 digital is that you don't have to sacrifice one or the other. You can do them both at the same time, mm. which makes it the best choice for anybody who's looking to play on a CRT and stream. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's. Uh, I I mean, I assumed that was the case, but I didn't actually know. There were... Yeah, I mean, then you can have like you know you can have that light gun support and everything. I mean, it's like the it's is definitely the the, the pinnacle. Like, Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my, my favorite thing. Like one of my favorite things about it is that it, you, you don't feel like you got to make a choice. You know, you just get both. And, and that's why on the Xbox, we went through a lot of discussions that we want to keep the analog output on that. Because there's a lot of the ones that exist already just remove the, the analog completely. And that's why I, like, I don't even want to consider them really. Because I don't want to lose one or the other because it makes it very also very nice to uh, record comparisons. <laughs> yeah. Like with two capture cards that can record can record both the exact same thing at the same time. Uh before we change the subject, I want to give a shout out to my mom who is currently watching and my nephew oh. Ian who's also <laughs> watching. So <laughs> Thanks thanks for tuning in. I never thought my mom would ever turn on a, a gaming channel on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh there was a um there's a $2 donation from Jonathan G saying, can you install PS1 Digital on a PSO trace cut system? I don't know, PSO, oh, is it? Yeah, that, that's no problem. Okay. And uh, there's also a $10, thank you, from uh, from Chris Fratz saying, hey, how you guys doing? Sorry I'm an hour late. I just pre-ordered Sam and Max Save the World Remastered. I'm really excited to play through the game as, as my backlog for a few years. I didn't even realize that that was that was coming out. I have the, I have the some on the on the PS3 that I've never played. One of those episodic things. Like to buy but never play. Uh, there is also a five dollars from uh, from EB Chill Two saying uh, if you if you can, Christoph, if you want to read that. <laughs> Christoph, vielen Dank für Ihre harte Arbeit und Exzellenz. I got straight these in German. <laughs> oh, <I guess>. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I took German in high school, but uh, that's, that's, okay. that's been a long time ago. Ich spreche schlechte Deutsch. Sehr gut. I think we've talked about it a little bit. I mean, how... Uh, I mean, I wonder if in the future, I guess, when, when the pandemic is, is in the past, uh, do you think you'll ever get a chance to meet up with uh, with John Linneman, who is, like, fairly, I mean, he's he's in Germany as well. I'm not sure how close. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not far away. <laughs> he's in mm -hmm. Frankfurt. 
on the yeah. Frankfurt. Yeah. We I think we actually I think talked about meeting up with him this year, but mm-hmm. you know <laughs> oh, we kind right. of had plans for PAX, I think, is wasn't it? Gamescom or Gamescom, sorry. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I remember you guys talking about that last year. I mean, that's yeah. When, when was it that you went over to Germany, Dan? I forget. Ooh, it's has it been two years now, or was it last year? <laughs> it was last year. <laughs> and time, it's... who even knows anymore? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's felt like the longest, uh, like. 10 months and the like the shortest at the same time. I can't believe that it's that Thanksgiving is in just a few days and it, it does it, feel like it, a long time, but it, but it yeah. also doesn't feel like it has been as long as it has been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at least, at least for me, it doesn't, maybe it's just every day tends to blur together, especially when, mm-hmm. when you have kids home every day, every day feels like the same thing. I can't even imagine how it feels for them like that that feeling of when you're growing up that the summers felt like they were a million times longer than they actually were yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, i mean it, it's one of the things that makes me so sad is that because of all this uh john isn't going to be coming back to cincinnati this year to visit family so that means it's going to be the end of our live stream in-person streak that we had there for four years. Oh, well. Hopefully next year. Hopefully next year. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, too. Yeah. And, uh, um, let's see here. There was... Oh, there was a, uh, there's $2 from Warren Hokey saying, does the PS1 digital handle the Chrono Cross problem? And, yep, yep. It's, it's completely taken care of. We demonstrated it earlier. Yep. So after the stream is over, check out the, the archive to see how, how well it yeah, works. We, we showed a, a variety of like 480i and 240p scenarios to sort of show what the, what the current state of things is. Yeah. And I mean, as, as much as it's, it's a thing with PS1 games, I feel like, like the Saturn really has a problem. With oh, it. yeah. Switching behind, between like the 240p and then the high res mode. Well, like you know, it, it kind of it kind of does a thing similar to what like uh, certain uh, certain uh, Konami games on the Genesis do, where there's just like some sort of uh, signal hitch, uh, like between right. screen transitions. And uh, I, I don't know why, but just like zooming in and out, you just like. <laughs> <laughs> that... I, I'm impressed with the 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 quality of the digital zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I I can't say no, enough good things about the fireplace background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that, is that is that is that a real fireplace or is it is it is it gas? It's it's gas. I I, I have <laughs> not seen like a real fire in a real fireplace like, and I couldn't tell you how many years. Like I don't think they I don't think they exist anymore. <laughs> it's pretty common here in Germany to have a f- real fireplace with wood. Like in, wood. like in, in new in new houses too. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh man. 
I, I just don't think that really exists here anymore. <laughs> but not for heating, just for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, that's... I'm excited to see how much warmer this house is compared to my old one. I guess throughout the winter, even though I was here during the winter last year, I didn't really think it too much. Did your about basement it. get cold? It did not nearly as much as the and as cold as the attic did in the old house. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a big it's a big difference. Uh, I, th I we're hoping for for Christmas we're gonna get one of those uh, those smart uh, thermostats, the Nest. We're thinking. See how that goes. So it makes your house colder. Well, no, we can just, like, adjust it, you know. Because like, <laughs> that's how they want you to save money, just make it real cold, real yeah. hot. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, at the old house, it was, you know, there is furnaces on every floor. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, your old house was, like, the coldest place in the world in the winter. <laughs> yeah, well, the attic was, it was, yeah, it was very cold. All the time. But, your old place was really, uh, I don't know, really quaint and comfy and cozy, I felt like. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I like I, I don't really miss it, but, uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was good for the time that we had it. What's kind of interesting is the person who bought it turned it into apartments, and uh, one of my wife's co-workers is renting the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's been there to see like she's gone over there to check it out and uh it's it's kind of interesting it's like oh his kitchen is now uh what were were my kids rooms <laughs> and like our playroom is his living room and it's kind of weird because his bedroom is like my wife and i's bedroom <laughs> so it's like that's it feels kind of weird <laughs> but, uh i i have not been over there they're they're planning on painting the outside. It's probably a good choice. It'll no longer be pink, pinkish, reddish pink. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm happy that we moved at the time that we moved, because that's given me a lot of time to work on this house too. And Dan, you did a, did a bunch of work to your house fairly recently too. Yeah, I don't. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something always breaks, it seems like. Yeah. It's just, it's not if, it's when. How how uh, old is the house? When was it built? Oh, I, uh, 64, I think. So it's not crazy uh, old. Oh, wow. It didn't, but. I mean, it didn't feel, I mean, it definitely, I mean, when we were there, uh, like, I mean, it had clearly been updated because it did not feel like a, a 64 house to me. That's kind of good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it felt, you know, it felt, felt up to date. <laughs> how long have you lived uh, there? Uh, hey, Sam, how long have we lived here? Four years? Three and a half years. Oh, okay. So you hadn't lived there long at all when we went there. No, we had just moved recently. So our other house was too small. Our house was 1,200 square feet. And Sam calls it my bachelor pad. <laughs> so. 
Uh, Christoph, is your is your lab there set up like in your attic, or it looks like it might be in, in your attic? Yes, it's uh, we. Uh, it's the second apartment we rented in the house. Oh, okay. Oh. And it's, yeah. It's so be, before you got to, before you got together with with Dan, what kind of were you doing like a lot of other like video game focused work? No, not at all. What was what was the lure that kind of got you interested in it? I got interested in uh, FPGAs, and then, yeah, it started. And I, <laughs> I was looking for a project, mm -hmm. and then I had this uh, Dreamcast, and so it began. <laughs> <laughs> did I mean? Did you play a lot of games before? Uh, not recently. <laughs> I mean, that's if I play, I play. I'm playing uh, on mobile, and now, yeah, yeah so. This seems and to be a big common hand, thing. Big, yeah. Like, and I know that uh, Jason from Game Tech mm -hmm. barely plays games. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just for testing, a, yeah. Yeah. It's just more <laughs> of like, it's more of a, just like a challenge, like, how can I do this more so than it is? Like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to enjoy it. After, <laughs> like, I'm going I'm to enjoy the uh, the results, but it's kind of just, it's more yeah, like it's... the just like doing it is and figuring it out is the more fulfilling aspect of it. Yes, exactly. This is the fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that that's you know that's something that that we've talked to a lot of people about, and I think that's that's kind of going to be uh, that's that's a theme I'm I'm kind of going to bring up in the the final third part of of Analog Frontiers is you know. Uh, the hardware and tinkering with the hardware is is like a valid way to get enjoyment out of this hardware like beyond just just the games you know you know a lot of people say that you know it's all it's all about the gameplay it can only be about the gameplay and, and nothing else is important and you know gameplay is very important but all of the other aspects to it and even just the hardware like that there is nothing wrong with with that being like your your main point of interaction with something. If that's if that is what what interests you and draws you to it, then you know, uh, I, I I think that's 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 a super fascinating thing that I I think a lot of people don't really talk uh, or don't don't really think about. Uh, and yeah, uh, I I think it's gonna gonna be interesting to people uh, when you know that that kind of comes up. Uh, in Analog Frontiers Part Five, because that, that that was a recurring theme with a lot of people that we talked to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean I can relate to it a little bit too because just as time has gone on, like especially since moving and like like figuring out like how to get everything set up and working, and just like even the just like the uh, like the handyman type stuff that I've learned since moving, like I I've been feeling a lot more fulfilled by that than a lot of things lately <laughs> where I'm constantly looking for new things to do just to see if I can do it <laughs> I mean that's it's that's it's been a big yeah. big thing I that's totally kept going and honestly you only have so much I mean I don't want to say that we have like addictive personalities but once you kind of get involved in something you kind of all your focus yep. kind of goes into something yep yeah. yep and I do know if I do start playing a game, I become focused on that game. Mm -hmm. So, 
in a way, sometimes it's better for me not to start. <laughs> but it's also, it's got a hooky in a way that makes you want, feel like it, you want to yeah. get into it that much. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's... Yeah, and, the, and there's some games like, you know, when the Switch came out and everybody was playing Zelda. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't have 100 hours to put into a game. Right. And I actually so... played it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. And it, did you Did you finish it? Yes. Yeah, so do we. I mean, it was like over, definitely over a hundred hours for both of us, and mm-hmm. it was it was great. It yeah. was great. And yeah. I mean, I, I definitely finished, think that's... I played it uh, through the first lockdown period here. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I definitely think that's it's got to be like the best game of the past many years for sure. Yeah. Did you play on the light or the full size, Christoph? Uh, no, on the, you mean the switch yet? No. Yeah, like the light or the full. No, side. I have I have the normal switch, but I I'm I'm playing on the handheld. I'm yeah, handheld mode. Connected it to the television at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's so interesting. Uh, I, you know, I I thought, you know, I. I play handheld games, but mostly only because, you know, some games I want to play them and they are on a handheld. And so you play them there, but like, I'm very much into mods like the GBA consoleizer where, um, uh, you know, I, I like to put the handheld games on my TV. Uh, so I, I definitely thought like, I'm not going to use the switch handheld that much, but it's, it's surprising how nice it is to, mm-hmm. to have that mix. I mean, I would honestly say I, I probably play Switch, you know, TV versus handheld, like relatively close to 50-50. I mean, it's 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 such a surprisingly great core feature to the system. Yeah. Um, there was a uh, oh, gotcha. no, go ahead. There's a uh, there's a two dollar donation from our good friend Dustin Kramer. Oh, thank saying you. The season is a, the season is upon us. Uh, what is your fa- what are your favorite holiday games? Oh. And I want to say Christmas nights. <laughs> a, a safe, but uh, my mind immediately went to it. Went to it. Uh, you know, I I, I saw uh, when I was I was looking at the the games I loaded up on my my uh, X station. I saw that the Easter Bunny's Big Day <laughs> was, was on there. <laughs> Maybe I should uh, I should uh, see. Uh, how uh how that is sometimes uh in, in terms of like a christmas a christmas game what what's a what's a what's i can't a, think of any other game yeah I mean, is there I, anything that takes place I in the winter movies oh, the die hard trilogy yeah yeah there you go that's that's always the die hard arcade there, there you go <laughs> it's not really... no die hard arcade i would definitely i mean it, i don't it probably doesn't not. even take place it, it, it although christmas. you know uh Spider-Man Miles Morales takes place during oh, Christmas. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's very good. All those games are probably that are out there. The old games are probably based on movies. Like, do they do a Jingle All the Way game? <laughs> <laughs> I, I that that might be the only Arnold Schwarzenegger mo- movie that did not get a game. That and Twins, I guess. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a oh yeah, Home Alone. That's a good one. Yeah, Someone yeah, Home Alone. That in the chat. <laughs> uh, there was a question from Samacom asking me like, how do, 
Corey, how does your wife handle how much of your time and money the channel and gaming in general consume? <laughs> I don't know if we get into those conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, we we don't really talk about like I guess like the channel like that much. I think that she's probably just like sick of hearing about it. And she, I mean. I don't, I don't blame her to have, like, not a lot of interest in it. I mean, she's always very supportive about stuff related to it. But we just don't, we don't you know, if I say, oh, I got to do this thing for it, that's, like, basically at the beginning and the end of the conversation. Yeah, it's, it's like a job. It's like your job. It's not your, you know. Right. I don't know how to say it, but. Yeah. And in terms of, like, like, games and stuff, I mean, there is, like, I'll play games in the evening, you know, like. But I, I've, it's kind of interesting and. I guess mainly since moving and since the beginning of the pandemic, I found like a lot of my, I've been doing a lot more game time, like by waking up early and playing in the morning before getting into like, like work for my, for my real job. So that's, that's when I've been doing a lot of it recently. Do you play with Bonty at all? Uh, I mean, the kids occasionally, Monty, like is really big into watching uh watching me play games he always comes on he's like that can i watch you play games and if i have something that i have some time for then i then i definitely will um but you know i was you know like like playing spider-man spider-man remastered uh I was importing my my save file because the new update allowed you to bring in the the save file from the P, uh, the PS4 version into the new version, and he saw that and he's like, his his eyes about like bulged out of his head <laughs> when, he, when he saw it, and he's like, he just wanted to play, so I just like gave him the controller and he just like, is just running around, and I swear like he's just like, he has to be he has he has to like be standing the entire time he plays. He can't sit down and play. He has to like be standing, and he's like, "Oh!" Like yelling about everything, like running around, like shooting webs, like all over people, like on the street. <laughs> you, you know, you but, you said you were trying to play uh, play Pokemon with him, and he, he was just like running circles. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to play Pokemon because we had a really good time playing Pokemon Snap, uh, like back in probably april or so but it's i thought it'd be fun to get you know one of the new pokemon and i could like read it to him and we play it but all he did all he wanted was like to take the controller and basically like run around so that did not not go as well as i had planned and we haven't really played it since look at yeah, uh, I mean, look, look look at this and, and you know <laughs> And Zomniac has been doing ray tracing since the PS1 days. Yeah, this is this is totally real ray tracing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but just in general, I mean, I think I was talking recently. I like, I don't think that, I don't think that my wife has watched anything on the channel probably since like the first year. I mean, if she sees me share something, she'll share it. But I, I don't think that she has any any interest in watching it and I, I don't blame her probably because it's just like probably it's just probably, 
probably excited about her at first because she's like, oh, Coral just like this will be his hobby except for like maybe a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, probably didn't expect me to still be doing this stuff, you know, seven years later. So it's probably just like, she probably feels it's just like better not to think about it. <laughs> But, I mean, she's always yeah, yeah. extremely supportive of it. That's great. But, I mean, it's... <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, she probably absorbs certain things, like if she walks in and sees me, like, editing something. She'll absorb, absorb a little bit of it then, but... Maybe she just feels like, oh, it's like be kind of weird watching it now. She's like, I see you every day. Why do I need to watch you on TV? Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't care what you. I, I don't care what you have to have to say about this thing. <laughs> I mean, I. You know, if 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 the kids are playing a game, they're like they're like, mommy, watch watch me play this, and she's like, I I don't do that. <laughs> I, don't do that. I, I don't I don't watch other play, people play video games. <laughs> and little does she know that that is one of the most popular things for, for kids to do these days. Whether they, I mean, even though my kids probably have no idea that, like, Twitch is a thing that exists. I mean, you know, you know, people liked watching video games back in the day, you know? I would... Yeah, I like to go to friends' house. Yeah. I, you know, that's how I consumed a, a lot of, like, PlayStation 1 stuff uh, yeah. before I had a system myself. Yeah, I like... remember going over to my friend's house, and that's how I first saw Resident Evil. I watched a friend play all the way through Resident Evil for yeah. the first time. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched I watched friends play, uh, you know, a lot a lot of the the, the Resident Evil games, uh, and you know, that's why I kind of didn't really get into them until they started coming out on GameCube because I was just like, uh, you know, I don't know if this looks like something uh, mm -hmm. I want to play. Uh, but, uh, you know, eventually I got really into it, but it's, uh, you know, that was, you know, same thing with RPGs. Like I would watch friends play RPGs, but I thought they looked boring to play until, you know, eventually, you know, I tried the right ones and they, they finally clicked with me. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think is, uh, what, what is the more difficult install between the DC digital and the PS1 digital? Um, I would say the DC is easier, but the PS1 is faster. What makes it easier? Um, so the DC digital pins are, uh, spaced 0.65 millimeters apart. Mm. And the GPU flex on the PS1 is 0.5 millimeters spaced apart. Oh, so, wow. So you just have a higher chance. It's the, the flex install is just harder on the PS One. Hmm. I see. I but see. you don't have to. But you don't have to file a port like you do on the DC. And a lot of people hate that. Oh, okay, okay. Because I remember Firebrand X had a problem with the uh, with the PS One digital at one point. Mm -hmm. And he's he's generally pretty good with stuff. And I, you, uh, Dan, you use like a like a digital. Do you, you don't use a digital microscope. 
No, I you, have. You, you have a huge thing, right? You have that. Yeah, huge. I actually have a true like optical stereoscopic microscope. I see. And Christoph actually has one. I think we almost have the same one. He's got it right behind him mm -hmm. in his uh, lab right there. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, how far? <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Mm -hmm. How far back does that go? Like this, I'm mean, just saying, like the room. It looks like you got like stuff like at every corner. It looks like you got like that the microscope way back there, and like where it's kind of red. It's like kind of like the red. No, light. No, no, like that, that little thing with the light right there. I think he actually oh, okay. has two. <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, I uh, see. It's... Okay. No. Um. So. Uh, Christoph, do you hold like a like another engineering job like outside of doing this? Is it mainly like like a hobby still, or is it becoming more and more like your primary? Yeah, I yeah since September, then oh, okay. I think I'm full time. <laughs> Congratulations! I mean that's huge. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. And I mean it's it's fits good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, after like working for it, I mean, like several years now, like three years, like since the, or it's like almost three years since the DC Digital came out at this point, right? That sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. that when we shot the stuff with you for Analog Frontiers, uh, Dan, it was, you had like a, like a beta version of it. Of DC Digital? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we watched it running on your little monitor and, you know, you had the, the schematics up on it. I've, I've used <laughs> that shot of the schematics <laughs> on your, like, that you've got, like, you're, you're, like, sitting in front of this big TV with, like, the schematic, like, full screen and you're looking <laughs> at it. <laughs> I've used that a few times. <laughs> and even, like, installing the, the X station, that is... You have to like lift pins and everything, right? Yeah. That... Mm -hmm. I I do the pin lifting. Uh, so a lot of people take the little sock, the iron, and heat heat the pin up and pull it. I just pull the pin. <laughs> well, with that that with that microscope, you can get right in there and yeah, helps out a ton. I mean, I even just like doing like minor things without any kind of microscope i've like the minimal soldering that i've done i feel like i can't see well enough i'm like oh, i should get one of those big <laughs> magnifying like those big microscopes yeah i use it all the time i'm sure they're super expensive <laughs> oh, they're not they're actually not too bad they, they range from i think like 200 to 600 for some base models you know, the higher I models know. have have different, you know, lights and easier movability. But for around 200, 250, you can get a pretty get the job done. Mm -hmm. That's that's not nearly as bad as I was expecting. I thought like, oh, they'd be like a couple thousand or something like that. Uh, I think there are some that are that price, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Know. Oh, there was a uh, there was a dollar ninety nine from Swan Soup saying, uh, "Are we ever going to get a PS two digital?" And uh, yes, but I mean, there's there's no like projected date for that or anything. 
currently, is there? Um, at this point, no. There's no set date. I mean, we we've got how many? I don't know how many how many hardware revisions we did on that. Um, I would like to somehow make it possible to make both the fat and slim work with the same board. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's going to be possible with what's out there. Which one are you prioritizing right now? I would say the slim because it supports more models. Um, uh, okay. But what do you guys think should be priority? Like, like the 7,000, right? Because the, the 9,000 is like, isn't it like technically emulation? So yeah, so it actually wouldn't support the 9,000. It, mm-hmm. There's so many revision, revisions mm-hmm. of that console. I mean, the 9,000 um, is super different. Like it. Yeah. The, the one thing I do love about the 9,000 though is it runs really cool. Mm-hmm. Like some of the early slims run pretty hot. I've also heard the 9,000 boots games faster. I don't um, know. Because I had some speedrunners say that, like, you've got to support the 9,000 because it it's faster on load screens. Well, you know, the one thing about the 9,000, as far as I understand, the PS1 compatibility, even though, like, I've never actually been able to observe, like, an obvious difference with it. Apparently the PS one backwards compatibility on the 9,000 is like completely software based. Yes. I think you're And really, I think the best revisions are the 5,000 or hold on. I'm pulling up my list here. Yeah. There are even, even different motherboard revisions in within a model number. Correct. Then yes, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay something into the chat. If it'll let me, um, uh, it should. If it doesn't, I can approve it. Well, looks like it's announced in this format out here. Um, so I format this, but there's uh, there's there's two uh, two euros. I just like on the same sh- subject uh, from uh, Jack Daw saying the fat model has a much larger user base. So. Well, I mean, the fat model, I, I don't know that much about, uh, like, what options, if any, there are for, like, loading games on the Slims from, like, Flash you Media can do or it. something? Can you? You can do it uh, via network. This is working pretty oh, good. If the okay. USB is too slow. It's only USB right. 1. One. I forgot I even had USB. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, you know, loading games onto it over the network has just like not worked well for me at all. No, no. That's why I, I, you know, I have a hard drive. I can use a hard drive, but I just like replaced it with I got like a IDE uh, to SD card adapter, so I just use like a micro SD because it's, it's it is. I just can't get it to work over my network. Well, the Xbox, if I needed to copy anything to the internal hard drive over the network, it's just like basically plug it in and I can quickly connect to it with an FTP. Yeah. It just like works. Yeah. The PS, PS2 is just is not worked for me. And that's one of those things where it would be nice if someone had a um, better ODE. Yeah. Because, right. you know, OPL has there's all those settings and you can go through all those to try and get a game to work. But, you know, if there was just something more on a hardware level of emulating the CD drive. Yeah. 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 
I, I, I would definitely be into it. I mean, a lot of people might not see the need for it, but it would, it would definitely. I, I, think, I think it'd be pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also $5 from Mark Dell. Thank you. Saying, uh, do you think we'll see a Saturn digital? It'd be the final major system I can't get perfectly clean HDMI out of. Uh, stay awesome, duders. Uh, and it just would be too difficult, essentially, because of the the, the the second VDP, right? Is that what it is? Like For the Saturn? Yeah. What is, what is the aspect of it that makes it... You, you can't get, like, a perfectly, like, untouched dis digital signal like a complete digital signal from anywhere, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, on the the VDP one generates, I think, the background, mm -hmm. um, and then sends it over via uh, a pixel bus to the VDP two. But then the VDP two internalizes the the RGB signal, so you'd essentially have to, you know, emulate the entire VDP two. Well, I mean the almost kind of like a like a Genesis and thirty two X or something like that, maybe. Yes. I mean, the, the the analog video is generated, like, within the VDPs. It's not like an external encoder, right? Or I don't mean external encoder, but I mean, like, uh, on, a, on its own discrete chip. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know how common that may or may not be, actually, in terms of how uh, other consoles might be designed, but... VDP tends to be a word that I only really hear related to, you know, Sega stuff. Like, I, I, I don't well, know. Well, I think it's just a term for, you know, was it video display processor? Yeah. Is that what that means? Is that just, is that just a purely Sega term? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, don't. I don't know. Uh, there's another uh, two euros from uh, Jack Daw saying uh, the fat internal hard drive with free McBoot is the way to go. I mean, I, I can definitely see that that is, I mean, it's, it's popular and, and common enough and you can do it without a mod. You just need a, a memory card. Yeah. It's been, <clears throat> it's been, uh, I guess, uh, hacked with this stuff on it, but I mean, do you all know much about, um, you know the i mean a lot of it would be anecdotal i'm sure but like the just the general um uh the general like longevity of or or ease of replacing like fat versus slim uh lasers like i mean does it seem like one is more reliable than the other i mean i you know i i, I know fats you know have traditionally I think tended to be worse, but I haven't really heard a lot of people say one way or the other. I, I know, I know the 3900X is a tank. Yeah. Um, and that was a, like one of the, not the latest fat. I think the latest fat was like a 5,000. Yeah, I think that's right. I've got, right. I've got a 39 that, uh, I was, uh, I was, I was playing on, uh, last month and during the pre-stream, uh, I, this was for a stream uh, on another site, and uh, I was I was playing an audio CD in it, and at some point later in the audio CD, it did start to skip. I don't know. I mean, it, it could have been partly the fault of the disc, I guess, but uh, that was that was the first time I ever had any kind of issue with that uh, thirty nine hundred. 
there may there also may be a lot of uh, false claims out there because I know some mod chips. There was some weird issues with like the with that uh the Metron unit that it would essentially burn up the diode and the laser. Huh. On some mod chips. Oh wow. Yeah, I, don't my, uh, I, don't, I don't know the technical details about it, but there was something like that. I forget what model it is, but like my original PS2 that I bought in uh, 2001, I think 2001. Yeah, it had to have been 2001. Um, I mean, it. I mean, it will not read discs anymore, period. <laughs> <laughs> But I've got like, I've got like three slims for whatever dumb reason. Uh, so, yeah, that, I, I think I've got two, like, what is it, seven, the very first, is it 7,000? No, five, or, yeah, I think you're right, 7,000. Yeah, I've yeah. got two of those, and I've got one 9,000. Like, I know, I know the 9,000 is getting further and further removed from you know, original hardware, but like, I, I really do love just like how cool it runs. Like it just, it feels like a reliable system to me. <laughs> you know, I wonder if the 79, cause there's a 79,000 and it's a half board design, like the 9,000, mm. but it doesn't have the power supply internalized. Right. I think, uh, like, cause the 9,000 has that. Well, the 9,000 has the... 9,000 is external, right? Or no? No, it, no, it, it is it, internal. Right? The yeah, others have it, the power brick, which is... Yeah. That, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the opposite of what, what I would think, at least. Like, you would think that internal power supply system would be hotter. But they run so cool in comparison. Well, they probably jump down, a, you know, some type of... Uh production size in the chip and it probably runs significantly cooler yeah yeah i mean i i you know i i don't know really all the difference in, in what's going on on a technical level but i've never observed like a gameplay difference between you know the the 9000 and and the other systems. I mean, they, it seems like a, a solid system. I, you know, I'm not as informed as I could be about the differences, but, uh, I, you know, I kind of like that system. It's, it's not, it's not my main one right now, but, uh, it, it's always there for me to fall back on. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh, $5 donation from container seven saying any tips on making the fans and fat PS twos quieter. That's been a big thing in dreamcast lately is getting like a Noctua yeah. fan. I, I'd really yeah. like to try that sometime. I mean, outside of getting a new fan, that's probably the only thing I can think of. Is that is that anything that like I've I've only really heard of of that kind of project in terms of Dreamcast? Is anyone? It's it uses a really weird fan. Yeah. I don't I don't I've... think there's any mod for it. Yeah. I, I think I have a quieter fan in my GameCube. Oh, the GameCube's never really been a problem for me. It's definitely a quieter fan. But speaking of GameCube, is there like any upcoming updates for the uh, the GC loader? Um, 
I imagine right support at some point. Um, Daniel, yeah, that's like the last major thing that's really needed, right? Yeah. Um, I think when Daniel originally, because he originally started that project and, and did most of the work, mm -hmm. um, he kind of, you know, there's this mindset, I just wanted to play games. <laughs> and so he got to play games, and then, you know, it's kind of this, you know, extra feature for right support, which would be handy for right. Swiss. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your little thing that you that goes into in the bottom, like, mm -hmm. goes a long way to helping uh, with that. But if you ever want to update Swiss, it's just always kind of obnoxious because you got to, if you, especially if you have a uh, Game Boy player on there. So you got to, like, take that off and get into the into the bottom. I guess you just... Just you mean to update it? it, or what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, if you just like want to put like a new version of Swiss, I go. Oh no, you put the the. Uh, yeah, you just on the SD card on the GC yes, yeah, you're itself. Right, right. Um, I don't know why I was thinking that. Maybe I, I store some other stuff. If there's like other programs on there that I you need, could put like, those on the GC loader. Really, you just need that um that SD two SP card right with just a small micro sd to mm -hmm. save settings um oh okay okay so that's that's the main reason that the right support is needed is to sa is saving settings like yes like, like like on like a per game basis essentially. yeah so like if you if you write a game you don't like if you want all your games to be 480p and you go in and set them to 480p you know without that card it'll just reset back to defaults got it you know got it. on the next boot up got it okay so that's what you would want to do is just have individual settings for games like if you have a game that like works exceptionally well like you know being forced to like widescreen or something like that exactly and you can go in every time and set those settings if you wanted to and not and not need that right support but mm -hmm. it's just a, a major convenience factor i see um there was uh two dollars from jonathan g thank you saying any challenges developing for the ps1 revisions um yeah the the major issue with the with the 1000 series is you're essentially going to have to cut out one of the 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 ports for the uh RCA jacks just uh, physically can't fit an HDMI connector right and, the, and plus the flexes are different um but that's kind of the major hurdle with that the later models um don't have digital audio mm -hmm. support so we could we could do like a throw a you know a analog to digital DAC in a, in a later model but I think you're kind of selling yourself short and should just buy a new PlayStation at that point <laughs> yeah and get and get digital audio I mean that's what Tri was talking about when he first uh, booted it up he was like the audio sounds so good yeah. I mean is there like a pretty big improvement just like an audio quality you think through the uh, ps1 digital or is it <laughs> I, I think a lot of it depends on your chain and how you're i mean actually christoph used to be an audio engineer so he probably can oh. talk about this a lot longer than i can yeah i mean i i just you know the last time that i had my ps1 uh downstairs here because now i've got all my analog output systems upstairs and I'm putting like only like HDMI capable systems downstairs, including modded systems. Um, 
And, you know, last time I didn't have as robust of a audio setup uh, down here. Uh, so, you know, now I've got like a, a subwoofer in it and I've got, I, I've put my better speakers in the front. So it just, you know, that definitely could have had something to do with it, but, uh, <laughs> uh it just, it just really sucked me on what shocked me on like everything sound is sounding good. Yeah. I mean, I. I've not spent as much time with it as, as I as I would have liked to at this point. I played a good bit of uh, Brave Fencer Musashi yesterday. <laughs> That's a game I'd like and, to uh, replay. It just has a really great soundtrack to it, too. Oh, so. yeah. And my son watched me play that one. <laughs> hey, Spyro, you see this wall here? So going, going from that to, to Spider-Man, he was like, what? <laughs> How is the the audio on the PS5? Heard it's supposed to be pretty. Oh. Yeah, so the, there, there's like this. There's like this 3D audio something or other, I guess that like is really is kind of kind of focused on getting like people with just headphones or more simple sound setups to get them an experience that's closer to you know, having its full sound system, but I'm not really, I mean, I've got a 5.1 setup here. I'm not really sure if, if any of the audio features in the PS five actually give me any benefit. I, 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 I don't really know. Like, I mean, the sound, uh, you know, seems as, as, as good as it has been on my PS four pro and my, you know, Xbox systems. So, Yeah. yeah, I heard they were like taking scans of people's ears. Yeah, like apparently, <laughs> like you can choose like a profile <laughs> that like <laughs> matches your ear canal or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's, it's like I, I don't really understand. Like I, I'm still unclear if um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just still unclear if uh, if it if it actually benefits you, if you're already using a surround setup. Uh, Jonathan G is saying he, he wants to hear about, hear from Christoph about PS one sound digital versus analog. Is there any, any, I guess uh, if you, if you have access to the digital signal, then you take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yes. I would I mean, prefer it. And it's so much more con convenient than uh, to, to plug it in via HDMI to your yeah to whatever you have for for a for a speaker system yeah I think yeah. it's I mean it's it, audio is always analog in the end but if you can keep it digital as long yeah. as you can why not yes <laughs> and a lot of people talk about that first revision of the PS1 as having like a really good DAC in it and the people like are like seek it out basically for it to use it as a CD player. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's actually, I don't want to say that's a myth, but the 5000 series has the same DAC as the 1000 series. Really? Really? Yeah. Just the 1000 series has the RCA jacks. Right. So you can get that directly into the, just go directly to your stereo. Yeah, it's easier just to get the output on it. You know, something that, that I've, I've kind of, I'm going to run to the back. Wondered for a while that, 
I, I, I don't know if like that many people would actually use a feature like this, but I would love to be able to take like uh, some form of um, CD rip to like play on like an ODE on, you know, PlayStation or really any other system because, you know, I, I kind of like using like the audio playback features on game systems. Uh, you know, my PS3 is still like my main music player. It's really stupid, but like <laughs> it's got like it's got like really good visualizers. So they're really good to use for like pre-stream backgrounds and stuff like that. Uh, and the PS3 did those super audio CDs, too. Which is oh, I forgot super about rare. What, like, what even mm-hmm. are those? I don't even know much about them. I forgot. About, I forgot that was even a term. I, I think. I think there was like. Uh, I think um, my uh, my old Sony uh, AV receiver had a had a super audio CD button on it, but I, I don't know anything about them. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a um, audio format. Uh... Sony invented, which basically stores is a one-bit format, like the Delta Sigma huh. uh, uh, converters, uh, and um, yeah, but it never was used <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean... except some rare uh, SACDs. <laughs> It's it's like uh, it, 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 it's like they added uh, Ethernet to the HDMI specification, <laughs> but like I don't think anything uses it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The format wars. Everybody came out with everything, trying to make something work. Yeah. Seeing what would stick. But that, that is something I would love to see in an ODE someday is just like some sort of music playback feature. Like, I feel like that would definitely be useful to me. I don't know if anyone else cares, but I think that would be a really, especially if someone could like add like a, a cool visualizer to their interface. Like, I don't know. I just think that'd be, I think that'd be fun. I think it's possible with a X station can um, just cue a, Check an image of an audio CD and then use it in games which support loading sound from audio. Oh CD. yeah, I, I get. Yeah, I you could you could just say like multi-disc and like just say this yes. other one's disc two. Yeah, and then you change the. That's next an one. interesting idea. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I should uh, I should try see if you could do that with like Vib Ribbon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess this is working. Ah, huh, yeah. I never thought of that. That's. That would be actually a really fun thing to try. I don't know what format the CD would have to be ripped in. Would it just be like, would it be an ISO or something? I think it has to be a raw full 2,353 <laughs> <laughs> byte. I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd have to look into it. I, I'm definitely not, yeah. an, I'm not an audio guy at all. <laughs> I have like zero sense so far of like the progression in this game. Like I just like keep going places <laughs> and I keep like 
going into new places, but there's no like, I mean, you know, when you're streaming and playing a game, like it's, it's always a lot harder to like, actually like absorb what is going on in the game. But like, I, I just have like no concept of if I'm like doing what I should be doing or not. Like the, the structure, the structure of the first, I, I played the first game, like, I don't know, like two or three years ago. And I, and I really liked it. And the, the structure of it was a lot, uh, a lot more clear to me. Like, you know, you kind of just had like multiple, like hub areas, and then little levels within them. And it kind of just seems like, like, I'm not even like, I've lost track in this game. Like, am I in a hub world or am I in a level? Like, it just kind of seems like everything is just all interconnected and, and blending together. But, you know, I, I don't know what why exactly, but the, you know, you've got like the, the PS4 remakes, or really they're on all systems of um, uh, the Spyro trilogy and the Crash Bandicoot trilogy and... There's like a lot of series where, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather just play the remake version. But for some reason, like all these PlayStation 1 games, I'm just like, I just want to play the PlayStation version, even though like I don't like, you know, I've not played these. I didn't play these games, you know, when I was younger. So I, I don't have nostalgia for this specific version, but I just, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, you know, the, something I think there is to be said for, you know, playing the original version of a game versus a remake. You know, sometimes when some of the design is a little simpler or more primitive, I think when you are playing it on the hardware that it was made for, it kind of puts the whole game into context and you can appreciate something that's a little, a little simpler, uh, more so when you're playing it on a simpler system. You must be tougher than you look to get here. Uh, there was a uh, two Australian dollars from uh, Michael Vaughn Williams oh. a while earlier. Thank you. Saying ever looked into the at the emulation in the uh, Yakuza games, and I have not. I I have many of the Yakuza games, but I have not played them. I mean, I've only seen I guess what would be comparable in in the Fist of the North Star. Yeah, I, I've played. Uh... I've played um, Yakuza played Zero, Zero right? and I have Kiwami One, uh, but that's all I've done. I, I gotta say though, like I think the new one looks super fun. Like yeah. you know the RPG battle system and stuff like that. That is it, uh, resonates with me more, I think, than the the brawler uh, combat in in, uh, in the games that are out now. Like it it looks it looks really goofy. <laughs> I think it looks looks pretty good, so I'm I, I'm I'm definitely considering getting that uh, maybe sooner than later. It looks fun. Um, there's also uh, three dollars from Baga Schmidt Thank saying you. I just now just now joining. So sorry if this has been addressed. Is the PS1 digital coming to earlier models? I just put my X station into my 1000 and didn't realize how bad the OSSC OSSC handles these switching resolutions. Kind of unplayable on some games. I mean, do you think that you would ever port it to other, like, work it out to put in other versions? Um, it's a, 
it's one of those things that we might if we've got no other nothing else to do <laughs> which is but like it, very unlikely at this but point. it's a it's a low priority at this point yeah. um some kind of jumping off that i mean if it's if it's a low priority uh you had talked recently about how you know you open source the DC Digital, and you're not planning on doing that for this for the time being, correct? Yes, correct. Uh, because a lot of people kind of took the DC Digital, and they didn't like they didn't make. Is it the reason they didn't like make very good versions of it, or how did it? Well, I mean, probably because of uh, bit funks. Well, it it's more just uh, you know we're before the dreamcast was kind of a hobby and it was kind of spending our time here and there right and then now that we're spending all this time on it and you know it's be it's becoming more than a hobby to some extent yeah and so you know we don't want to necessarily release the playstation and then someone else comes and makes a ton and then you know uh mm -hmm. we're trying to you know christoph uh quit his job to kind of work on this full time because he wants to and likes it but you know we we can't work on the street as well so yeah <laughs> I totally agree I totally agree and, and, and we still believe in, in definitely open source software and if there's ever a time to where we're you know if we just you know wipe our hands and say we're walking away um, we would we would release you know all the stuff for that right well I mean you know especially with you you know you don't have another product you know that you you know you have to have a sense of where your income is going to be coming from like from other products and stuff and it's like well if one thing is kind of dried up then you know maybe yeah yeah exactly i mean i i think that that's a, a good way to do it i mean you when you made the dc digital you were certainly not expecting to be in the position you're you are now yeah, like I remember we when we first talked, we had these. Well, if we if even if, you know, a couple hundred units sell, that would be amazing, you know, and <laughs> and two years later, it's still selling. So <laughs> yeah. for, for, for a system that was like a a like famous, like, I mean, I wouldn't say failure, but, you know, a system that had a short retail life. Yeah, you exactly, know the yeah. the passion that people have for the Dreamcast is is uh, is unrivaled, pretty much. So uh, I I mean, based on how many you've sold, I mean, it has like the the other versions of it even like impacted your sales that much. You think? I think that most people, if they're going to get it, they probably order it from you. I would say so. Um, I so the Bitfunks versions are a little bit subpar i don't i don't know why they they even do that some of the stuff on there i mean the, their savings isn't that significant to where it's even worth it in my yeah. mind uh but you know and bit, bit funks like aren't or are they like formerly kaiko is that who they were before i think oh, really I just, well no yeah. bit funks is the chinese is the chinese i think the i think the the person who's having them produced and then kaiko is just getting all the stuff from bitfucks and reselling it in the uk to make it seem more legitimate uh, i see okay is, is kaiko still the name they're using yes I, the i've UK. kind of been i've kind of been you know out of the the loop on that i guess mm -hmm. recently yeah because if, if you go to bitfunks's aliexpress page they sell exactly the same stuff kaiko sells 
Mm. Okay. So they're and they're also like they're selling like the, I guess the the, the retro tink stuff. Yeah. yeah the... What what are they called? Like the retro scalar two X or something like that. <laughs> like not to make it too obvious. But I don't have they. I wonder if they have, have even done anything that's like on similar like on equal grounding as the the retro tink two X Pro. I mean I don't think that they have. I I I'm a, I think Mike put some stuff in there to make that more difficult to. Yeah. To, you know, just straight up copy it. Yeah. I mean, so, so it's important to, to support the original creators. Yeah. Sure. And you always get like, you always get the better product. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, with a lot of these open source products, I think people still are interested in supporting uh, the original creator when they can, because you know, you're, you know, you're getting the, the best product and you are, you know, or at least like a a version that was made up to the up to the the standards and specifications that it was intended to be, uh, and uh, you know, yeah, you support the original creator. So I mean, that's always and and a lot sense. of times, you know, you do an open source project to get um, more people, more creators coming in, doing more features. I mean, that's essentially Christoph created the some of the the fpga firmware and then i created the hardware so right. it kind of was a you know if he wouldn't have open sourced it i never would have found it and never would have made it yeah so it kind of was a but you know since him and i have worked on it i don't think anybody else has contributed Hi, to the to the source at all yeah so at some point you kind of have an argument why why do you even open source it if no one's gonna if people are just gonna kind of take it and run in a way at this point, is there even anything you want to still add to the DC Vigil, or would you pretty much call it finished at this point? I mean, if we were to do it over again, we would we would have a half of the PS1 um, hardware, mm -hmm. have the SD RAM but and the clock gen, and and I'd probably do a flex cable for the uh, controller connections, just to make the install a little easier. Oh, okay. But I mean, but even still as it is, I mean, is there any future firmwares, like, even planned? Or, like, what, what is the roadmap like for it at this point? I or, think there's nothing open on our roadmap, but it happens from time to time that somebody requests a new feature, and then I look into it, and if it's if it's uh, doable in, in a reasonable time frame, right. then I'll do it. I'll add it. Yeah. yeah, like the the very th uh, thin scan lines you just added in mm -hmm. recently yes. to that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I saw oh, right, I yeah. saw you know the I, I guess that would be for like 480p because I saw that in in mm -hmm. the in the menu uh, here. Uh, let me let me bring it up here um, in the menu. Let's see scan line. Yeah, you've got if I turn them on, I mean you aren't going to be able to tell on the stream, but like. If you mm -hmm. say very thin, like if we pretended <laughs> this was a uh, a 480p game, mm -hmm. uh, then uh, then that would it would look like looking at a high end VGA monitor, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What what's the what's the thick? What's the use case for the thick one? Yeah. I guess I I just uh, edited. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, you know, I mean, when playing around with like it, that's... and then it's just you, 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 inv you invented uh, 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 one. Uh, what would it be? One. 70 170p <laughs> resolution is what yeah. that would be well you know but that's i for could people that want to show ps1 games in a movie yeah, that that's like exactly that. that's exactly what i was was thinking of because like you know whenever you have like movies or in like on netflix like some like the game documentaries that are on like streaming <laughs> services and stuff like the scan lines aren't really behaving like real scan lines but like i to, to its credit though mm. like it uh, it it does make it more visible. Like if I'm sitting back here and I just have it on the regular scan lines, like unless I like really raise the intensity, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, there. It, it, I guess if you real like like yeah, I want to see those scan lines, you know, there 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 you go. That's a good way to do it. But yeah, it would yeah. like it would actually be interesting for like maybe like if you wanted to, you know, even though they wouldn't necessarily be where where they would really be on a CRT, like if you wanted to just in a movie or a video or something, kind of have something <laughs> that was like shorthand for, you know, old video content here in these <laughs> visible scan lines, you know, that, that, that could get the job done. Uh, General Osimo was saying, can uh, alternating scan lines be added to the PS1 digital, like on the GC video and OSSC? Like, is that? Yes, I guess. <laughs> something yes I, I i thought about that before what would be the and... use for that i mean I'm, like, well i guess to sure make exactly. it more crt like i guess mm -hmm. i i've i've never really used it that feature on the, the ossc or anything else that has that i guess yeah i guess the D, the gc video that's probably where i tried it i, I can't remember where i tried it I never used it for an extended period of time. I like it, it. It didn't to me. It did not look as good as just regular Bob uh, deinterlacing. But I, I guess I could see the appeal to it. I'm sure some people, some people like that. Uh, there was a super chat that I missed earlier. Sorry about that. Uh, from Jonathan G. Uh, saying, would it be possible to read and playback programmed audio sequences and sound fonts straight from a PS1 disc, similar to the uh, VGM Trans and Fubar 2000? So I'm I'm assuming maybe something like a uh, like an NSF player, but what are they called, like PSF on the on the PlayStation? Oh, uh... but that seems like something that would be more of like that'd be more in the realm of the X Station. I <laughs> yeah, I I don't. Uh... There, there is a. I, I'm not familiar with PSF, but like there, there is, there's a term for the the type of sound that is used in most PS1 games when it's not streaming. I think, and I, I'm drawing a blank on what. Is it is called it. the SPU tunes? Looks like Electronic Ash. Electron Ash knows something about it in the chat. Uh, SPU tunes. I don't know. I just know that if you go to um, Zofire's domain, all the PlayStation stuff is like PSF you can download which would make sense like playstation sound format or yeah. something like that uh but i haven't been able to find like any really good plugins i mean i used to have a plugin for winamp that i could listen to them using which is which is still around i mean i it, it went went away for a while but it came back a couple of years back oh is it still winamp. like updated yeah 
Yeah. Winamp. They, they, yeah, yeah, Winamp. It was. Uh, they, they, they stopped making it for. Do they? Do working. they still have that intro? It's, it really whips Llama's ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. Blarg knows knows about it. Yeah, I I didn't even realize that it that it came back. It's it stopped being updated and then it came back. Okay, so Jonathan G is saying is right in front of PSF. You can extract the uh, .seq data to MIDI and also extract the sound font or sound front samples to Wave. Uh, let's see, Vanessa still uses Winamp. <laughs> I I when I installed it, it was like, oh my gosh, it's like I'm on a higher resolution screen. It's like this big. <laughs> it was all it was already pretty small. Yeah, yeah. Days of Winamp, going through college and yeah, that was that was that was the Napster days, the good the mm -hmm. good days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely was my main it. music player. I remember it was that, and then like I I didn't use really use Napster or any of the those. Wasn't there a Lime was, Wire? Wasn't there or a, anything like that? Wasn't there another one? Huzzah. That's it. Well, there was oh, like yeah, a, that sounds Lime Wire. Yeah, LimeWire is the one that was kind of like was popular in my college, but I was more about like finding stuff and then like downloading it via FTP. Yeah, <laughs> like the old good old uh, uh, the old BBS systems, the news groups and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you like I remember using Bulletproof FTP. I don't know if that's is still around. It'd be funny. If Bulletproof <laughs> FTP is still around. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's how I got could, like, If you couldn't resume a file, that was a big deal. You know, on your 56K modem, and if you cut out, yeah. you know, halfway through a <laughs> three meg download. Like, I'm, I remember, uh, like, getting into MP3 before they were, like, a big thing. And I remember uploading an MP3 that I made to, like, AOL, like, to, like, one of the, like, the game groups. And it was, and I had to record it directly from my system and it was the it was the storm owl stage from from Mega Man X4 that was the first mp3 I ever made and I <laughs> uploaded it and it's funny because years later I like had I downloaded it and it was the same version that I made I downloaded it from someplace else of course now it's it's would not be the, that would not be the case but it was just funny that it would uh the, even though I I didn't have it myself anymore, I was able to find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and making making CDRs. I remember like burning a CD would would take like I guess with my my Memorex 2X CD recorder it would take an hour to burn mm -hmm. a CD. Do you guys so remember what, what the first first CD you ever burned? The first music CD you ever burned was? I've got oh. no idea what the first one was. I do remember though, like CDs costing, you know, a few bucks per one. Yeah. Wasn't like yep. how they are now for like a penny. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I got my, my CDRs from Sam's Club where you could buy uh, like a stack and they would all come with CD cases. So I would, you know, you'd buy a stack of 10 and it was like $20 for 10. I don't, I don't remember what the first one I burned myself, but I, uh, I uh, I believe the first one that like a friend ever like did for me 
Like, you know, it, it was always like, you know, like, oh, like, I know someone who has a CD burner, right? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, now I finally understand what the heck that even is. Okay. It looks like uh, but, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've run into those in levels and like, I, I obviously was not paying attention to something at some point. And now I know that I can use that to power up the flame <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> um, I might have, I, you know, I might have my first first music CD that I ever bought. I, I, I I've, I've got I it too. I've got... It was, um, it was the Star Fox 64 soundtrack. Like, uh, a friend had the actual disc and like someone he knew, like burned a copy and he like, uh, it, what, I think it's like, it's, the, it's, uh, Koji Kondo and someone else like it's Hajime, Hajime, uh, Wakai or something like that. And uh, it, it says on, you know, the, the just like printed out label they made and like word or whatever. It says, it says, uh, Koji Kanodo or something like that. Like, <laughs> the first music CD that I ever burned was, was, uh, Sarah McLachlan stumbling towards ecstasy. Somehow, somehow. It's that's incredible like that you could remember that. I think I might still have it, though. I should go look to see if I still have it. Because I'm pretty sure that I, I may have thrown away. I threw a bunch of, like, my CDRs away. I'm curious to know I if think, it still works. Let, let me go see if I if I have it still. I uh, have a lot of uh, CDRs and uh, CD-ROMs from, from the time, and they all work. Oh. Do they? Yeah. You know, I, I used to think that, oh, like... You know, CDs are, you know, you burn a CD and it's like basically a permanent record. But like, I mean, my understanding is like the different dyes or whatever that are used in mm -hmm. certain media is, is more reliable than others. I mean, I've I've never run across one that didn't work anymore, but. Uh, yeah, the, even in the 90s, I remember they there were a lot of discussions how durable the CDs actually are. Mm -hmm. And they try to simulate it in in like uh, climate chambers they tried to simulate <laughs> the aging yeah. and made assumptions how long they would last yeah so well i mean you know that artemio was talking about that and uh you know the some of the stuff we uh put in analog frontiers part two you know you you know artificial aging sure but Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can't advance time. You don't, yeah. you have no way of knowing you can make guesses, but you have no yes. way of knowing how long it will last. And, and luckily it seems like things have generally lasted quite long so far. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think they also made a, a new CD. Well, I don't know how old this is, but like an archival CD. And oh. I'm trying to think how long those are supposed to last. I mean, I believe Blu-rays are supposed to last a super long time, aren't they? And, uh, like, I mean, I, I don't know if this applies to all Blu-ray discs, but, like, I know, like, like Wii U and Xbox One discs kind of have a... I mean, I don't think Wii U is Blu-ray, but... Um, um, Apparently, they're called Millennium Discs, M-Disc. 
Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. But yeah, Wii U and, and Xbox One games kind of have a different feel to them compared to like PS3 or PS4. They have like these re- really curved feeling edges. Like they really feel smooth. And it, I, I was talking to one of the guys at one of uh, my local uh, game stores a while back. And he said like one day they just took like some like Wii U game no one cared about and just like tried to scratch it up and they could not do it. <laughs> like, you know, they, they, it seems like newer discs are less, uh, at least a, a bit less susceptible to scratches mm-hmm. as well. But have you ever burned a Blu-ray disc? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have actually. Yeah? <laughs> uh, but I'm not, I'm not really sure about like, how that how they differ in terms of like longevity or anything but i I have like once or twice like when we were making (laughs) some blu-rays for some stuff that we were selling uh i i did uh yeah it's not something that i've done very many times but yeah it's because it's very funny it's uh appeared at the end of the life cycle of disc-based media i guess yeah but i mean what's i mean what's crazy is like you know blu-rays i mean we've got like you know uhd blu-rays now that Mm -hmm. you know all so much more and it's so weird to think you know i i I was talking to a friend about this a while back and like before the word like he could just tell what i was i was ramping up to say before the words even left my mouth he's like no (laughs) no don't say it i'm not ready for it i said did you know the Blu-rays have been around for longer than DVDs were when mm-hmm. Blu-rays released. And like, as soon as I was saying, he's like, I know what you're going to say, and I don't want to <laughs> hear it. <laughs> but I mean, it, it is kind of crazy. Like, I mean, I think DVDs came out in like 97, I want to say. And Blu-rays came hey, out that's in That's when I got my DVD player. Mm-hmm. Blu-rays came out in 2000. I, so it was only 10... Or it was less than a de- just under a decade. Like it's it's crazy. They st- they're still producing DVDs though, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I, I, I wonder you know, what I, kind of market it is, but I mean they they do, yeah. I strangely got into like buying DVDs re- really really early. Like I got mine, you know, my first year of college, so that would have been like ninety seven. Wow. There was only like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> there was not a lot of lot of good stuff. It was uh, my Best first pop. my first blue or my my first uh, DVD was Starship Troopers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I remember going to Best Buy because we I think we had one in late '97, and it was just all action movies. Yeah. Seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. I and know. It was like. And you could sign up for a thing where you got a bunch of movies for free, kind of like, kind of like Columbia House. We should. You guys ever do Columbia House? <laughs> I was too young to. My mom wouldn't give me a credit card for that or a check. She knew that it was a scam. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like there's people a certain age where like doing stuff, like getting you know your 10, 10 CDs for a penny from Columbia House is like. A mistake that everybody made. Oh, I mean, I wanted it. I saw those ads. I was like, oh my God, why would I not want that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what they don't tell you is that, you know, if we're going to charge you double for everything else, like all the that you have. We're just going to randomly send you junk that you don't want and then charge you for it. 
Yep, yep. Uh, but I remember getting, you know, you could send in the UPC for your, uh, um, for your Blu-ray player, and you could get a get a bunch of Warner Brothers movies for free. And uh, the one that that I I feel like everybody had was uh, U.S. Marshals. You know, the uh, the kind of quasi sequel to the the Fugitive. But I, I I don't have any of those anymore. Although I did I did hold on to my Starship Troopers <laughs> DVD because it's the first one first one I ever bought, and it had the full screen version on one side and the the widescreen on the back. Yep. Yep. And there's you know some of them where you had to flip the disc to watch the other half of the movie early on. Yeah, until so they, they came out with dual air. Yeah. Wait, DV DVDs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? No, wow. mm -hmm. I don't think... They went out to, uh, you know, like 8 they gig or 9 gigs. Wow. They call them flippers. <laughs> yeah, because, you I know, mean, I, I don't know kind of when... Leftover thing from Laserdisc. I don't know when it was that I learned about DVDs, honestly, but I'm sure it was after... I'm sure it was later than 97... You know, I, I never saw I never saw like a DVD movie in action until uh, until the PS2 was out and uh, a friend rented Jackie Chan's Legend of Drunken Master. And like I I I just remember being so blown away by the fact that you could press the start button on the PlayStation controller and you know, I was always used to, you know, you hit pause on a VHS tape and it's it's all, you know, jittery. But this was just like rock solid picture. And I just, <laughs> I'll never forget that. And, you know, something that's really interesting is, you know, nowadays we're, we've gotten really used to watching Blu-rays on, or, or watching, you know, if, if we do watch DVDs again, you, usually it's, you know, it's on on a flat screen TV and you see all the MPEG artifacts and stuff. But then if you actually go and look at one on a CRT, even a, even a, a high end CRT, like a PVM, like they just mask those MPEG artifacts so perfectly. And it, it just, it brings me back to those, that, that just pure amazement I had at how clean the image was when I first saw a DVD because they really are like a you know you step it, through it they, without any kind of any kind of issue. You know, you just... Yeah, I mean they 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 are as good as they need to be for a 15 kilohertz CRT. They do not need to be any better for that viewing environment. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're 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 perfect for it. Well, I mean the the DVD is only 480i anyway. Yeah, you know, that's something I didn't know that. Now, you know, I mean, even Blu-ray is like a more limited format than you think because it blew my mind. You can't even do 1080p 30 on a Blu-ray. Like, it's crazy. And that's, you know, that's yeah, made making Blu-rays, you know, kind of challenging for, for some of our content. You know, the, the not that we've done very many yet, but, you know, it, it is a... It, does create some complications. Yeah, you always have to make 1080i versions. Yeah. Luckily, 1080i looks really good. Yeah, it, it usually deinterlaces well, uh, yeah. you know, in, in a player. But certain, when you are doing video game content, certain certain clips, when you look at, that was one, you know, you were asking if I ever burned a Blu-ray, that was one of the reasons 
uh, mm-hmm. that that I did it is because when Corey was making a Blu-ray of one of our stuff, like we wanted to watch it and make sure that everything looked fine on when it was 1080i. And there were in, in certain cases, like a few shots, I think shots that had like, um, had like scan lines on, like, you know, if you were playing a game that had, had, had scan lines turned on, uh, it, it, it looked bad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that pause you were talking about, I uh, I think I remember reading that something that made Laserdiscs really popular was that movie Basic Instinct, where she <laughs> uncrossed her legs and people were buying that because they could pause it right on that scene. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's a, that's a significant step up from uh, scrambled cable. Yeah. Or scrambled <laughs> premium channels. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but you know, I, I just I mean, remember reading that. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I've never, I've never seen that movie. I, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was. I've never it, seen like, it. The, I, I mean, I, I've not seen it, and I remember like it was, it was such a big deal at the time, and then. Was was did did Paul Verhoeven did he did he do Showgirls then like after that? Did probably. Um. And see, us Americans aren't used to that stuff. I'm sure Kristoff's like, "What are you guys talking about? <laughs> you were doing that? That's no, that's no, that's nothing. I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah. So he did do Showgirls like right after that. I remember that because that was like, oh my oh, god, was, uh, was... Saved by the Bell. What was her name? Yeah, I don't remember what her name was. The girl with the curly hair. Jitsy Spano. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which, I mean, I I wasn't like an avid viewer of Saved by the Bell. But I remember it was like, I remember a friend of mine in high school, like, was able to, like, rent that movie. And, like, for some reason we had, like, like, a snow day or something. And he, like, invited all, like, all, like, all of his friends over to watch it. Like we were like interested for like fifteen minutes. That's that's all there is to the story before we like did something else. I've always been fascinated by laser discs. I my uh neighbor had one and we actually watched Showgirls over there when we were probably too young to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um Well I mean Yeah. But yeah, when sure. you flip the disc it's so impressive. You know, oh, the in, like on a laser disc? Yeah, you, you got to take it over and flip it because it's you know, because each each uh, each ring around the laser disc is one frame, or I think it's two frames. I think maybe. I oh, think. really? Yeah. That's I had no idea. It's actually uh, an analog data stream on the disc, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, but I didn't I didn't realize that it like that's how it works out. It's like one time around is yeah like so the disc frame. spins at that right exact speed interesting like see i i did not realize that that's the way it works so like like if it's flipping that's like the actual laser flips right it just no like, on, on the on the on my neighbor's player you had to it ejected the disc out you had to go physically right. flip it i remember i like when dvd came out when we were watching uh uh we were watching laser discs in my, like a film class when I was in in college, my first year of college, like when when DVD came out. 
I don't remember. I, I remember he had a player that automatically flipped, but I assume that's just like the laser going to the other side. Yeah, probably. Because I mean, it had to be so tall for the <laughs> <laughs> be that pioneer laser active one. I think it's yeah. pretty tall. But still, just like the, the, that, I had to think about that. Like, oh, that's is that what it does? I wouldn't be surprised they had two lasers in them. Yes, I guess. Yeah, that would make um, sense. There was a uh, there was there was a two dollar donation from John Perry G. I'm not sure exactly. Maybe he's means something else. He's like, what is what's Kristoff twisted up over? I don't really know what he's what he's trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. I mean, it's maybe he can elaborate. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just think that he was probably tuned out when we were talking about basic instinct. <laughs> yeah, and laser disc. And laser discs. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't a thing here in Germany. I've never seen a laser disc since the early 2000s, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, and especially now, there's, like, there's not a huge reason to have them. I think the most exciting thing about them uh, is that they come in these like like these gorgeous artwork. They're mm -hmm. like records, you know, so they have like yeah. big like inserts and everything. Well, I mean, one thing yeah. that's that's so interesting about them is, you know, they were really big in, in Asia. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, I think bigger in Asia. That, that and, like, VCDs, I guess, were, were bigger uh, than here. But, like, they have, like, all of these, uh, like, a big thing is, like, all of these, like, I, I, I forget what the term for it is, but uh, <laughs> they've got the... Um, uh, they've got the uh, like gameplay of like you know people playing like really good at like an arcade game or whatever, and like, it's like on like on laserdisc and VCD. I think it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so there's another two dollar donation from John Perry G uh, <laughs> saying, what, "What's Christoph twisting up over there?" <laughs> I think he's asking if you if you're rolling your own cigarettes or. or... Okay. <laughs> yes, it's just. Uh... A normal cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I saw recently. Occasionally, I'll have these have these smoking cigarette dreams that I've not had in a long time. But I mean, I I, I smoked for a while, and I've I've been quit smoking for. 12 years now but it's, it's mm -hmm. sometimes it'll eventually or just like <laughs> pop back into my head or uh, I don't remember what I watched I watched some watched some movie where there was smoking a cigarette just like looks so good <laughs> uh, but speaking of, speaking of movies I watched this really this documentary I've been dying to see last night uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar about this there's a place in new jersey called action park uh it's like a theme park and uh the the whole thing basically is that there is like basically no rules at this place and it had all these rides where people got hurt on them constantly wow and uh the you know the the guy who like ran it basically didn't like didn't care and this place was open for like 10 years and if anybody like tried to sue him, he would basically never settle. So you'd like, 
<laughs> Even if you won, you wouldn't make any money because you'd have to spend so much on it. Uh, but the documentary is called Class Action Park. I've been I've been wanting to see it for a while, and uh, it's 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 well worth checking out. Yeah, I've so. seen I've seen a, a snippet of it of the trailer, and I think there's like a a loop water slide. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the way to describe it. So you go down this hill, and it's like it's like a loop. So basically, you go down, and there the people are talking about it. it's like you know you you're just like there's no light coming in from the other side because of the loop. So you're just like going into the darkness. <laughs> and uh, they're explaining about how they had to do all these uh, these tests at first because sometimes people would go around and they were coming out on the bottom and their faces were all like gashed up and bloody. Oh, geez. <laughs> and it's because they, they, they didn't, they had to put padding in the top of it because people were going up, up in like, Hitting it and like falling down, uh, like where the actual loop is, and like, and, or like hitting the top of it, and they would talk about like how uh, the first few tests that they did, they were finding like teeth embedded in <laughs> to where people's face hit it. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, it's it's pretty insane. I mean, the the loop there's the loop, but there's like a lot of other ones. Like there's this one thing where it's like this. It's basically like a, like a, like a bobsled sled track, but you're like on these little, uh, like roller things and you're like sitting on them. And it's like, there's like basically no sides to it. So if you fly off it, you go like flying. And they talk about how like people would just like get torn up from flying off. It would just like take off like all their skin. Like where they'd like slide along it, and I mean, even even to the point where uh, he wanted to, like he he, to insure this place, to, like insure it so that like if anything happens to anybody, he like started his own like fake insurance company to insure it. <laughs> that that actually doesn't sound like good insurance. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> But it is it is well worth checking out if you can. Is that I mean, that's HBO, isn't it? Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Um, it's it's it was pretty good. It was pretty good, I gotta say. Uh, and it's it's just messed up. <laughs> and like some of the people they interview are just hilarious. Like just the way that they explain it. Uh, there's one guy because apparently like there's like this like. Uh, like a wave pool and the way that it it was set up and it would just like would pull pe people under <laughs> and like so, like somebody drown in the in the in the wave pool and, and the guy like then a couple weeks later somebody else drowned he's like nobody should ever be the second person to drown in a wave pool like close the wave pool after, after the first person drowns in there um, but it is, it's, it's it, the, the, uh, the documentary is called Class Action Park. <laughs> 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 but it's like in, it's in New Jersey. I mean, it was, but then it's, you know, it, it was open from like 1981 to 1993 or something like that. 
You know, if you didn't get hurt there, it was probably a blast. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> it's funny because the guy is talking about it. He's like, you know, you know, when you think about people who grew up in that time and they would go to go to places like that, he's like, like, I, I'm not kidding you. Like, we would we, we would try to die for fun. <laughs> like, that's what we're trying to do by going to a place like this. We are trying to die for fun. Yeah, but it is it. It's it's worth checking out. Yeah, the the <laughs> Ed the nerd is saying I found the uh, found a photo of the loop, and uh, it's. I mean, apparently, like you know, like they just had like had alcohol and everything. Like they just didn't didn't care. A lot of like, that explains a lot. Then, if there was alcohol involved in young yeah. kids. High yeah, college people. I mean, I would go down that loop if you gave me a couple drinks. <laughs> but you know, it there's like two sides. There's like like the water park, and then there was like the uh, like the the like the motor, like the go kart part. And I guess the go kart track was like right near the like where you could buy drinks. So people would go all the time, <laughs> would just like go and drink, and then go on the the go karts. And apparently, they had removed all of the. Um, like the the stuff that keeps the go-karts from going a certain speed so like apparently the go-karts could go like up to 60 miles an hour oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's it's pretty crazy it, I, it's kind of un- unbelievable that they uh, they got away with it for as long as they did yeah that's it like the, the governor that's what it's called that keeps it from going a certain speed uh but yeah, there, there's, there's, it's worth checking out. Well done, Spyro. And it's, it's kind of unbelievable that it's, that it's real. So, Mark, yeah. how far are? I've never played Spyro two. Are you like a tenth of the way done? I have, done? I have no clue. Like, it sounds like <laughs> I just got like. Uh, it sounds like I just like kind of reached some sort of critical turning point or looks like maybe I'm going, going into a boss fight. I don't know. Like the, the structure of this game seems like almost like just some kind of like bizarre dream. Like I, it's, it just feels like you're just like constantly like going through like all these places, but like it's, the, the 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 structure of this world is is very unclear to me compared to you know most games where it's like kind of like oh okay here's the hub area or you know here's how I go go through this area it just seems like things are all connecting in very strange ways that aren't aren't making any sense to me I, I, after after the stream I'll I'll have to look up like like a, a, a walkthrough for the game just to like get a sense of like, where am I in this? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little confusing compared to, uh, compared to the first game, I think. But so, so far I like the first one a lot more, but, uh, you know, this, this one seems pleasant enough. Christoph, what time is it there? At this point, almost five. <laughs> I was say, is, that, is that the sun? Like I'm slowly seeing, like there's sunlight coming through that back window. Oh, 
Or is that just the, the way it... Not yet. <laughs> you, you, how how yeah. long were you sleeping before the stream? You said you were sleeping a bit. Just an hour. Oh. What? <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, we're, you're you're gonna find it pretty easy to to get back on schedule. <laughs> uh, no, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Are you you're probably are you used to uh, pulling all nighters? You ever get like so into working on something you just don't go to bed? Yes, a lot of times, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't make it easier if you work with someone in the u.s <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly you're, you're just kind of like eh, well you know i can stay yeah. up a little later <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's yeah. how yes. it goes i mean I, yeah. I i remember uh like it was 10 years ago um me and a bunch of friends were were playing an online game and we were like trying so hard uh to finish uh the game on this one particular night because we had this friend in france who was uh he was like going on vacation for like a month and we're like oh mm -hmm. well we we won't wait a month before we finish this like we gotta finish it tonight and uh <laughs> uh like it ended up taking so much longer than we thought it would and uh like, I just remember, like, at some point, we just, like, heard his alarm clock go off. <laughs> and it was like, you know, it was like 1 a.m. or something here. <laughs> I remember just growing up, I, I, if I was, like, up all night for whatever reason, I was always terrified of, like, when my mom would wake up. And it's, it's strangely, if I feel the same way about my wife. <laughs> like, if I was, like, up late... I would be like terrified that she'd come down here and be like, "What are you still doing up?" <laughs> I, 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 I never did anything like that when I was a kid. Like stayed up all night or nothing. But I think I like sleeping too much. <laughs> I mean, it didn't happen to me very often. I mean, not if if I was like going to somebody's house for a sleepover or something like that when I was younger then like we'd always stay up like most of the night yeah. mainly because like I uh, like I never really liked doing that kind of stuff I could never sleep at anybody else's house oh yeah I, I, I did sleepovers quite a lot when I was you know a kid and a teenager the, 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 only, the only problem was eventually we did have to go to sleep because you know as you know I my voice is quite loud so <laughs> My friend's dad would always like come downstairs and be like, hmm? <laughs> Yeah, you get to a certain age, sleepovers just aren't a thing anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. I mean, I would, for the longest time, I just hated, like, I could never sleep anywhere uh, that wasn't, like, my own house. See, like, for me, sometimes, like, uh, like if I'm away from home, like sometimes that actually like helps a little bit. Yeah. See, so yeah, now I have, I have no problem sleeping anywhere. It's just funny. I mean, I, I can be pretty, pretty particular about having to have all the, the stars aligned just right for me to fall asleep. 
Uh, Castlemania Ryan, Ryan is in the in the chat saying, I'm glad you're here, Kristoff. Appreciate all that you and Dan do. Also, uh, Hung, Hung, Hung Lei is saying, thank you, Kristoff and Dan, for all your great products. That's right. You guys have, I mean, very, uh, very big couple of years. Like I said earlier, like earlier, it's like definitely the the stuff that you guys are doing. I find to be like the most exciting things going on these days. Yeah, there's a uh... yeah more more where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure you you you've got like thoughts in your head for like things that uh, you know maybe maybe we could try that someday. That, that you're not telling us yet. <laughs> I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's plenty of stuff. They probably have ten years of stuff mapped out at this point. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we start stuff and then switch gears, and you know. But. And it's good. I mean, it's, it's very. It's it's good to find a business partner like that. You know, where you are constantly coming up with new things, and it's just like, is like just happens very naturally, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's two dollars from Blake Romo saying, uh, asking. So, have you guys played Spyro Reignite, Reignited on the Switch? Uh, uh, I, I haven't played any of them. No, I haven't played any version. Like, like I was saying earlier, like. You know, even though, like, I, you know, I did not play Spyro or, or Crash, you know, a long time ago as a kid or anything, like, I, and so I, I don't have nostalgia for uh, these PlayStation 1 versions. Like, I still just, I feel much more compelled for whatever reason to, uh, to play through these games on uh, PS1. I should play Crash 3 sometime because I, I I keep hearing nothing but good things about Crash 4, but I'd like to play I'd like to play Crash 3 first. Man, I I am having a tough time with this fight. Uh, Otaku JHP is saying looking forward to the Xbox Digital. So I mean, is that do you feel like that might be your next one to fully release? I mean, I yeah, I mean that's the next one that's kind of. Um in the mix at the moment so yeah so, i mean i'll to get that one installed i probably will put a uh, ssd in my in the system i'm gonna put it in because mm -hmm. now they're they're cheap enough now that you know you don't need anything more than one terabyte anyways mm -hmm. to basically have everything yeah that's decent however the xbox does have a lot of good games and a lot of the yeah. versions are really good on the xbox oh yeah even some of the ports i mean uh, yeah, I mean, and I mean, do you think that that is going to be more complicated than anything? Like, I mean, the fact that it can do 720p and no, I think it should actually be a little bit easier because it's it's a lot more standard. Yeah. Versus, you know, non-standard stuff or not non-standard, but you kind of know what I mean. Right. Right. But I mean, I know it does. 
I mean, is there is there games on the Xbox that did 1080i? Because I mean, I always see, feel like PS2 did 1080i, but you don't only see 1080 or 720p on. I think Xbox. there's like six or ten games that are 1080i. Okay. So um, similar to the PS2, I think the PS2 only has like two. Okay. Um, but but I know the PS2 games are are not rendered. They're rendered internally, like eight sixty p or something. It's not. That and then high. they're and then they're upscaled. Is there any way? The is there any way like for a digital mod to circumvent that? To like actually like give you a more truer re- representation of the original render resolution, or is that not really something you can get access to? It should be possible, I guess, to downscale it and remove the um. Because like I, I know, like um, I I don't think the American version does this, but the Japanese version of Valkyrie Profile Two, I think, has a 1080i. I think I think it's accessible in uh, the American version. Maybe if you enter a code or something, I forget. Uh, but, but like, I know, like, if you look at that, it's like, that doesn't look like 1080i. Like it is outputting 1080i, but it doesn't, it's definitely a lower resolution. Uh, I mean, I mean, at that point I would say just, it would probably be better to use the 720p right. and scale it up versus, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, doesn't, um, I, I've not played that much of the Xbox version of Soul Calibur. Uh, two, but um, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't the 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 720p mode in that like I, I think it's still 4.3, but I'm not sure if it's like outputting like all uh, uh you know if it's 12 1280 by 720 that's outputting. I mean, you would think, but I I don't actually know. Like I I should uh, I should try that again sometime. Because I don't know if there, like, really is any, like, such thing as, like, any standardized, like, 720p that's also, like, natively 4.3 output. There probably is. I mean, that whole, like, that whole generation was kind of, like, new tech was happening so fast. Mm-hmm. I feel like the PS2 just advertised 1080 and put, you know, they just did the two games just to advertise 1080 right. output, yeah. even though it didn't even really do it. Uh, mm-hmm. well, so yeah, I got to got to a good stopping point in Spyro. It seems so. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, guess that that that'll about wrap it up. We've we've been trying to end our streams more like you know targeting eleven o'clock. You know, allow ourselves till till eleven thirty if it's just uh, if if we just can't help ourselves, but. Uh, Considering uh, Christoph is, uh, <laughs> what was it, six hours ahead of us? <laughs> yes, six hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I think uh, I think we will uh, be kind and uh, go ahead and uh, and wrap this up. So uh, thank you guys so much uh, for for joining us. I mean, I I know everyone uh, definitely enjoyed uh, uh, hearing from you all, and and you know, I, I Dan's been on here before, but it was. It was awesome to get the, the other half of the team on here uh, for the first time for yeah, real. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure uh, everyone uh, really, really loved uh, getting to, to, to hear uh, uh, your thoughts on all this stuff. <laughs> okay. 
Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, glad to be on here. Anytime. Yeah, last minute uh, super chat from uh, Vanessa Area. Uh, uh, as is common. Uh, thank you so much. I just want to thank everyone. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I'll be looking forward to all your guys' future projects. And like you said, uh, Dan, do you think that those, the PS1 digitals will be on the site? Like if you receive them next, like So I actually, while you were uh, talking, I did get a uh, message from Fab that they should ship the 25th. Okay. So I'll probably get them, well, it's Thanksgiving, so we'll see. Maybe I'll get them on the 30th. Are, are, are you are you uh, saying how many will be available? Um, there's we're getting around 800. Oh wow! And there will be a few going to uh, Europe to help people over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't pay for shipping. So expensive. So. So you ba- but you basically sell them directly, but then also uh, installers probably buy them as well too. Yeah, there's a yeah. To, it just makes it easier. Yeah. So uh, we're not we're not really trying to find anybody to like resell them at a higher price. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not really our our goal. Right. Right. That. So just want to keep it easier for people. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, so you I think mean, those it's... would be like be available be able, be available pretty soon then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well, what everyone can look forward to. Like getting, they should put it on their Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's 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 good stuff. I'm I I've I've been looking forward to uh, to having a good uh, HDMI solution for PS One stuff, and you know now with the the ODE in it and everything, like uh, I think I think it's going to make streaming PlayStation stuff like a lot more enticing uh, for us going oh, yeah. forward. So I think uh, I think you'll be seeing a lot more uh, PS One digital. Uh, gameplay uh on our stream and the coming months and years mm-hmm. yeah Heck yeah so yeah cool. so uh thanks uh, again to dan and christoph and uh thanks everyone uh for watching and we will see you next sunday and we're going to be streaming on the gbsc aio that probably means we'll also be loading up chrono cross again <laughs> uh as well as Die Hard arcade uh, and other yep. stuff. Uh, and we are going to also be joined uh, by uh, some of the people behind the GBSE AIO. Uh, so, uh, so look forward to that. Uh, oh, last minute, uh, $5 from uh, Reldy. Thank you. Uh, saying thanks, Imlig, for making such great content. And Citrus for making such great hardware. Well, uh, thank you. And I uh, see Jonathan G is saying everyone should go check out Jimmy Hoppa's. Oh, Jimmy's live streaming stream. right now. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. It's uh, it's what ten ten a.m. over in Japan. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, go Thanks, uh, go everybody read him, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>